Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Bits and Pieces podcast, episode 60, 60th episode. And uh, I'm joined by the cat that is Bacon Sarney. <laughs> How you doing, um, Bacon? And I'm of course, well. we have uh, back with us the Freddy Show. Welcome back, Freddy. How are you both doing? Hello. How are you do- doing, guys? How's everything going? Hope everyone is well and good. I'm, I'm a lot better than I was. Obviously, I was quite, I was ill last week. Yeah. Uh, battling this horrible flu. Thankfully, I think I can't touch wood again. I don't know why MDF, but I touch wood. Theoretically, it should be fine. I'm um, <laughs> over the worst of it now. Um, and then I'll probably give it a kiss to death. Probably wake up tomorrow and be like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good now. Good. And good. I'm yeah. even better now. OBS has decided to stop breaking my eardrums. Um, trying to set up the stream <laughs> on YouTube. Um, is a note yourself. Don't do it when we're about to start. Do it about an hour before. <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad everyone. You know. I'm glad everyone's good and well, and that you are feeling much more better than you were. Um, yeah. Before. Um, but yeah. Um, so welcome in everybody. As I said to the Bits and Pieces podcast. Um, as I said, this is the 60th episode. Uh, so yeah, we're going quite. Woo! We're going quite strong already. Um, so anyone who's new to the podcast, welcome in. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, if you are um, watching live. Welcome in. Um, we do record this live over on Twitch. Obviously, we don't always respond to Twitch chat, just to point that out. Um, I know some people might think yeah. we're ignoring them. We're not ignoring you. We're just um, not always well, able to. Do. Sometimes I'm ignoring you. I'm ignoring everyone. <laughs> but um, <laughs> for those who might be listening, you might be listening over on uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, Now Music, Amazon, SoundCloud, and any other good leading um, podcast stations that have us out there. Look out for the Bits and Pieces podcast under the name of uh, Funny Bits Boy. That's Funny Bits B-O-I. And you can find all of our episodes there. Uh, yeah, all of the other 59 episodes. We like to talk about gaming stuff. Um, games that we've played most recently or we like to call them like spot where, where we would spotlight or just occasionally highlight a game that we've played just because we might not have completely finished the game. And then we have a little bit of a news. I'll say a little bit. It could be quite a, quite a bit of news um, <laughs> as we normally do. And unfortunately, we are remember down. We normally have Pizza Beth, but um, she's been away for a couple of weeks. She's uh, taking some holiday leave um, most How recently. she? How, I mean, I know it's disgusting. It's like holidays, holidays, this time of year, this time of year. She's off to um, sunny calendar. She should be back soon. Hopefully, we'll have some news from her real soon. And uh, yeah, so we, there's normally four of us. Occasionally, we do have a special guest. And if you want to be a special guest in the Bits and Pieces podcast, feel free to reach out to any of us. We all got. We're all on Twitter. All you can whisper us and uh, uh, shout us out on either Twitch and just let us know. If you want to join us, you can feel free to join us. We 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 call this live every Saturday, and we usually start the call around half eight. So you need to be available from around half eight ish. Um, that's uh, GMT. So the, yeah, the UK time. So if you're available on those days and you want to join us, and you've got some gaming, um, don't even have to be like gaming knowledge. Just like if you're interested in gaming at all, just anything, and you feel free to just reach out to one of us. And yeah, sure, come on, come and come by. Uh, you're most welcome. As I said, we start the start the show then with some gaming games that we've either played most recently. And uh, do we have uh, spotlights in, uh, gents? Does anyone have a spotlight tonight that they'd like to talk about? 
I'm sure they've got the same spotlight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> In case. Spotlight. <laughs> uh, so, for those who might have missed last week's one, how dare you? But uh, if you did miss last week's one, we did talk about. I think I think it's fair to say that it's become one of the biggest games of this year, and it probably will be the game gaming of the game of the year. I think as we get closer. It's gone. Towards- uh, it's gone. How dare you say that in this channel? How dare you? That's disgusting. Oh. What? Wash your mouth out. Wash your mouth out. That's disgusting. I am with coffee. <laughs> All right, it's banned. 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 Banned the cat. Banned the cat. But the cat's banned. You gotta catch me first. <laughs> um, no, that isn't what we were talking about. Um, obviously, Hogwarts Legacy came out um, about a week or so now, isn't it? Um, I do believe. Yep. Um, so yeah, we no, we did talk about it briefly in the last episode, but it's such a big game. There's so much more that we can talk about, and with Freddy now, who wasn't available last week, is now available. His take on the game, and he's probably the most experienced of the three of us. Um, I would say, given your amount of hours that you've put into the game, um, yeah. if that's true, yeah. I would definitely that's say that you're the yeah. So that's about sixteen hours. Sixteen hours. Yeah. So that's um, at least. 12 more hours more than me. Um, and uh, I think even even the cat that is bacon has more hours than, my, than I do. But uh, Yeah, although I think my hours are lying to me. Cause the only place I could see them, I've got it on Xbox, so I, obviously I can't you know, do the obvious thing and, and check state. Yeah. But it's showing, uh, based on my, my save, it's showing that I've done six hours. But I know if I'm well, I've played at least seven and a half hours. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Yeah, so it's not actually... Um... Um, so it's not. I don't think it's 100 percent accurate. Not 100 percent accurate. No. Yes, I'm about seven and a half, eight hours in. All right. So yeah, so you're still a little bit ahead of of where I am in terms of the game. Although we're getting we're getting into get into it a little bit more detail. So although it's from what I understand, you can play it in sort of different ways anyway. So I yeah. guess some of our quests might not be, you know, might overlap, but because they're early yeah. ones, because of the early ones, you guess you have to do them, but. Um, anyway, we're going to get into that discussion yeah. a little bit later. But um, as as of lo- like last week, as uh, I don't really have a spotlight as such. No, normally I usually play a game, but because I've been playing um, the old wizard game, as as I've just dubbed it, the, <laughs> the, the wizard game, the wizard that should not be named. Because <laughs> I don't, I have not had time to play um, any other games recently. So what I do. This week is the same as what I did last week. Last week I just picked um, a sort of genre of game, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna talk about some of my favourite action, uh, uh, well, action adventures or just adventure pointy clicky games that I've been playing most recently. Um, I've obviously spotlighted a couple of them, and I just wanted to go over to the ones that I've not fully completed yet. But the one, my favourite ones that I've played so far, um, I'm not gonna keep that as a series, just um, just because I think it's worth. They're just sort of worth mentioning. They're worth coming back to. Um, so yeah, that, those those uh, adventure games that I've played, um, I want to sort of just discuss the, uh, what I feel are my favourite and what are I would say definitely worth looking out for. Honourable mentions maybe along the way as well. Um, so when we get into that, so uh, so yeah. So who wants to start us off? Do you want to do you want to go into the Hogwarts or should I just go into my? Um, you go first. So I go first. Should I go first yeah, into my adventure. Talk about Hogwarts. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I figured there would be. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, as I said last week, I talked about the um, the crafting um, 
crafting adventure game, uh, crafting adventure games. I suppose they are crafting open world crafting survival games. This is what I spoke about last week, but this week is more of the um, adventure games, the casual games, the point and click um, games that you normally see. So one game in particular that I'll, I'll just quickly mention is uh, Gerda. It's what a flame in winter, and it came out. Um, the 1st of September, 2022. It got very positive reviews. I've already sort of, I've already uh, high, uh, spotlighted it, so I'm not going to go into too much depth on it, but it's it's a really good game. It's set during World War II, and you play uh, as um, a woman called uh, Greda, who is half um, German and half, half Dutch, I think. And... Uh, yeah, so she's married to a Dutch man, and but her father's German. So, and the whole story of like it's all based, it's all to do with like choosing your adventure and choosing your pathways and stuff. You got to, as choice matters. Uh, and yeah, because of that, that conflict between the two German and the Dutch, there's, there's, you know, you can lean towards one or the other, or you can try and find a balance in between. It was a really, good, it was a really good playthrough, and there's a lot more endings than just the one ending that I got. Um, so it's um, replayability is good. I felt that for a game that didn't have much in in terms of its voice acting, I decided to add voices to this one, and I actually rolled with it, and I just ran with it, and we added some voices. I had some very enjoyable moments playing this game but you don't necessarily have to do that that's not uh, it's not for everybody I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure that most people will go yeah i'm not gonna play a game that doesn't have voice acting in it the story is really good it's it's well worth going it's well worth reading through some of the dialogue um some of the, some of the dialogue I mean, i've mentioned it in the um in the um in the spotlight i did but even there's some funny moments in it, and uh, I don't want to spoil it, but there are some really good moments in it. Some very sad moments as well. Again, try not to spoil it too much, but like um, it's during the war. Like, you know, there, there is a war happening, so things happen within the game. But you can avoid those. You can avoid certain scenarios just by playing it better than I did, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And that inspired me to look at other games and the other another game that i i lent towards that i played shortly afterwards actually um that does actually have voice acting in it was burn house lane and burn house lane was um again it was kind of a point and click sort of game it had a very much horror theme to it um very dark very, very dark in its uh, very, very dark undertones. I mean, off the bat, you know, literally straight away as soon as you start playing this one. I mean, in terms of its story, again, it's um, it's got a very, it's, it's another female protagonist sort of story where you set off, you're playing as a nurse who's um, in charge of looking, an, looking after an old man, like he's alone in this farm. Um, Again, very well written. There's the script and it's very well done. There's a sheep farmer in it who's very funny. Um, make of that, make of that, make of that what you will. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, boyo. I'm looking after the sheep in it. 
um, yeah, that is. Uh, although there are some some of those moments it's in it. Stereotypical, isn't it? <laughs> stereotypical. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's it's uh, another adventure game where um, sort of there, there is some choices that you have to make, but. Mm. Um, yeah, again, there's some moving moments in it and there's some lighthearted moments in it. Uh, and I'm just trying to, trying to remember who done it because they also, there's, there's a few, few games that they did, wasn't there? The cat lady. The cat lady. That's it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, and, uh, and, um, Lorelei. It was, was Harvester Games, actually. Harvester Games did yeah. Lorelei, cat lady. Um, and there was, um, Downfall. Downfall, yeah, which I've now got. I've now got those games, and I've added them to my, um, I've added them to my my li- um, my library, and I will get round to actually coming. I didn't want to do those back to back. I didn't want to play those back to back, but I will get round to playing those um, again. Great, uh, as I mentioned already, yeah, like, you need to play Downfall first because down the cat ladies are follow on from Downfall. Yeah, Lorelai ties Downfall and. Cat yeah, together. That, that's um, yeah, because that, that's basically they're, they're basically a trilogy, isn't it? It's, it's a yeah, trilogy of yeah, of, yeah. of of um, um, it's, isn't it uh, the Devil Inside? Is it called that? I think it is. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, there's like um a trilogy, and uh, as you said, playing them in a certain order makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very much into those sort of games now. It's very um. Very underrated. Underrated. Underrated um, market of games. It is, yeah. So um, many good games. Just yeah. not many people play. You know, it's not, it's not as action-y. It's not as, it's, it's no, no, it's, and that's, and that's, that's, that's what the point, that's the point of like me like um, mentioning these again, because the whilst it is horror, which is kind of like my channel anyways, like it's always yeah. been horror-based, I sort of lent, I've always lent towards those first person um, or third person sort of games where it's like, but these are more sort of side scrolling games and the animations are a little bit more different and quite unique in some ways. Um, They're very stylized. Yeah. They've got their own yeah, unique style. They have. Because um, it's, it was that and playing um, uh, Hobbsboro as well, which is another game that I. Um, Pointy, pointy, clicky. I, but this one, that one, or that, and that one has really good uh, dialogue in it. I must, I must actually coming back to Burn House Lane. That is set in in English countryside. Um, so let's give you like in a more modern day. So I say modern day. I think it's like a nineties. Um, yeah, I think it's set around about the nineties time. So, but more closer to to our time than than sort of World War Two. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's more modern. It's more modern. I think, but, I think it's set in the nineties. I think Lorelei is set in the modern day. Yeah, and um, Burnhouse Lane is set in the nineties, like late nineties. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And the other two are set in the eighties. I think. Actually, I'm not sure when Downfall was set. I'm, I'm sure it's set in the early nineties. Cat Lady set in the like again in the same sort of era. But the the third one's a bit later on. I think the the third one's set in the noughties or the early two thousands. I think it's like it spans like ten years. It's spa- yeah, so there's there's a big there's a big sort yeah, of like it spans over ten years. The, yeah, the story rather sorry not the game, which is cool. Not many games do that. Not continue not continue uh, you know different Con- games continuation different of storylines. Yeah. They all 
converge, unlike uh, modern games where they just have three choices A, B, C, and they all lead to the same section. This this is all completely entwined, and you won't you won't if you haven't hundred percent the other two games, you'll miss stuff in the follow on because you have to know and, all the and the music as well. There's, yeah. a, there's a nice sort of soundtrack to um, all yeah. of the games, and I'm guessing uh, one of the best soundtracks, yeah, like, ever, especially Lorelei. Yeah, yes. Exactly. I'm looking forward. I'm, I know that soundtrack, soundtrack. Sorry, Steve. Sorry. No, I'm cutting in. So I'm going okay. to cut in. Um, but I was going to say that the soundtrack for Lorelei is actually done by the the uh, vo- uh, vo- uh, main character of that of that game, uh, Maisie Kay. Who oh, does, yeah. Not only does she do the voice for the main character, she also sings all the um, tracks. And that wasn't intentional. Um, the developers got wind that she could sing, so they said, "Oh, play us one of your songs." So she played in one of her one of her songs, and they were like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like that's been that's title, that's title. That's literally, I was like, "You'll we'll pay you whatever in royalties. You can have that as that's that's going to be the title screen um, song." And she was, you know, not didn't even expect to get the part. Never mind have her songs featured throughout the entire game. So that kind of put her on the the map a little bit in terms of voice acting and music, and she's sort of her career sort of gone on the up from that. I follow her on Facebook. So it's just, it's just, that's the only person I actually look at on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but she was saying that it's, you know, it's, she's because of that game, she's done loads of other stuff. Anyway, I've started to diverge. I'll shut up. But, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good soundtrack, basically. It's, it's, yeah. Listen to Maze Decay, uh, Blood Filled Tears is the name of the, of the main theme song, quality song. It's on Spotify. Like our podcast. <laughs> nice plug thank you <laughs> I'll, uh, um, and that um, gets me on to the next another game as well that I picked up because again I'm going for those sort of adventure this still has a horror theme to it but it's um adventure puzzle point and click game is um, the uh, excavation of Hobbs Burrow and again that came out um, last year as well 20th of September um, all these games are roughly around about the same price. And I love the fact that whilst we're playing a lot of AAA games recently, obviously we're going to be talking about one of them um, shortly, but yes. um, but whilst they're all sort of like these, these those are AAA games are, they are good in their right. Some of them are good. Some of them are actually just really bad. What I'm also aiming for in mentioning some of these games is that these are all indie games. They're all done by smaller companies who have gone out and made some of the stories in these in these games that you find are just they draw you in and and they're just it, all right. So like the ex- excavation of Hobbsboro, for instance, whilst the graphically it's it's, it's um, pixelated, but it's you're still drawn in by the story. You don't necessarily like. Graphics don't always sell the game. Yes, it looks great. It's I'm sure um, I know <laughs> there is an exception to this. Where we'll get to that in the shortly when we do talk about the the, um, the wizard that shall not be named just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are some exceptions to the rule. Um, but the but there are a lot of indie games that get uh, brushed to one side just because they're pixelated or they got that eight bit or thirty two bit or 64-bit um, look to them. There have been some great 
um, although they're not um, adventure games in there in their own right, but there are some bullet hell games. I would say Vampire Survivors is yeah. a good is a good um, shout out towards those pixelated that's, games. That's a great. It's just it's just a great. It's a although that's not the what I was um, meaning to talk about, but like you know, just just to point out that graphics don't make yeah don't always have to make the game. The story is there, and a story that helps draw, um, you know the uh, narrative yeah. um, driven adventures is what I'm sort of aiming for this week. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to get graphics across. That make- Graphics don't make the game. The no, game no, no, no. The story for me. Um, it's always about the story, and the, but you know the excavation of Hobbsboro again, um, fully voice um, acted throughout every character. Phenomenal. It is. It's yeah. such a great. Yeah, the 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 scripts and that again, a, another small game, but it's it's just uh, it's games that I've. I slowly added to my my library, my Steam library, games that I have never thought about playing before because, I, again, I was in that sort of naive mind when I first started playing games of, oh, graphic looks crap. That yeah, must be a crap game. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have opened my eyes to these games recently and I thought, that's why I wanted to do, you know, whilst I haven't played uh, a, a new game recently, um, these ones are worth mentioning because like I, I don't think I fully new. Yeah, they just look they just look good. They just uh, you know, they to, you know, I've got a new lease of a new perspective on, on yeah. these games. That's what it that's what I'm coming back to. That's what I'm ultimately saying is that I've taken on a new perspective of a different uh, genre of game that I never thought I would actually enjoy. And it reminded me of the times when I was playing um, broken sword games back in the day <laughs> back way yeah. back when they first came out on the um, it was never called the PS1 but it's PS1 now but yeah I remember the time when it was it was just called the PlayStation <laughs> first um, Dark Soul games that weren't called Dark Soul games yes yeah, exactly. bloody hard games bloody they really hard <laughs> yeah. they really are hard nuanced puzzles that you had to think outside like not even outside the box outside the universe to figure out some of these <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah and I, I think Hobbs Burrow falls into that territory as well it so does like, it's yeah. some of the puzzles I'm just like huh what, what? Like, I've played yeah. some of it as well and I think I got to the bit where you got to Mr. Steve and I gave up <laughs> I do want to go back to it. I, I, I do up. want to go back to it. It's not that I I've given up completely. No, I will go back no, to it. It's just um I refunded it. Shame, I know. <laughs> but I was like I, I can't be asked. I, I love the game. The game's great, but puzzles I'm if you you know me, I, I hate puzzles. Puzzles, 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 puzzles. Yeah. But yeah, um and now get um, to that point a bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> the, again, we're sort of covering ground here quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Re- recovering ground um, that we're speaking about all graphically and um, voice acting and stuff like that. Sometimes AAA games are suck. Some don't. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, there's um, other games that I've played that I never thought I'd like. So that, although I've named, what, three so far, well, I've with with the exception actually to like Burnhouse Lady, there's, there's Cat Lady as well. Obviously, we've sort of mentioned that. Um, yeah, the, some of these games are just. I, I think actually all of those games are really good, and I, I I just feel like they were worth a second mention 
Onoa never really spotlighted um, the uh, excavation of Hobbsboro. Um, I never really got far in, enough into it to sort of talk about. I, I think no. I briefly mentioned it um, a couple of episodes back, just as a sort of honourable mention rather than actually talking about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've just been play, I've just been really enjoying playing a lot of those games, um, and I just felt like that was a um, a genre of game that we don't often talk about. Uh, much like we do with the crafting games, there's quite a lot of them about, and they're all similar but different at the same time. Um, and there's a lot of stories that need to be uncovered and need to be played through. Um, there was another another game I was going to mention, and I think Bacon's played it, and it was because Bacon played it. I, I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds yeah. strange. Horticulture. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, is that the gardening game? The it is the yes, it's the the oh, gardening right. uh, occult mystery game, which I still need to finish. So again, it's it's got that puzzle to it, but again, it's that um, that story of like underneath it all is like it's actually it's quite, a great story. It like. is a good story, isn't it? Based on what is it the um, it's an occult puzzle game in which you play as the uh, proprietor of a local plant store, where you've got to find and identify. Um, different plants but you get characters coming into the shop don't you you get characters coming in yeah and they're asked for a certain um plant or there are they're asked for something that would help their needs so yes. one might need something that helps them see in the dark or something or one that you know they've got a cut on yeah, it helps them find lost objects or helps yeah. them sleep or whatever yeah yeah so you need to help again it's it's all very sort of 2d <laughs> graphics but it's all very cart it's very sort of like I say cartoony yeah cartoony I suppose yeah I it's, it's it's pretty cartoony it's kind of uh it kind of got even though it's a completely different style of game it kind of gave me that kind of cozy stardew valley type of vibe yeah yeah exactly um, um yeah and when you look at the steam reviews on all of the games that we were talking about they don't there's very rarely do you find a bad review like from people who have played it they they always seem to have a very good review or very positive or overwhelmingly positive in the case of strange or horticulture yeah (laughs) mispronunciation but yeah you got what I meant um and they've all come out just recently well I say just I mean like last year a lot of these most of them like 2022 Within the last three months. Within like, the last three months, yeah. So yeah. they're all very good games. And it's just like, I just wanted to come back. I know, yeah, we've spotlighted them or we've highlighted them. But uh, I wanted to point out that there are there are some games that are just worth going. And they're all around about the same sort of price. They're less than sort of 13 quid. Most of them are less than sort of, I think. Yeah, which these days quid. are bloody bargains for games. They are. Um, I mean, in fact, I think um, uh, I can never pronounce it. Gerda, Greta, Greta. I think yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's on offer at the moment on Steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these games do come up on offers, and it's worth they're worth looking out for. Um, even if you just add them to your wish list, because these are PC games more specifically because, and they won't necessarily go over to a console. I don't think that there's any... There are some that do go console, but not as much. I, yeah, I just thought I'd give those a mention because 
I like I said, I had nothing to actually bring to this week. <laughs> so outside of what we were all about to talk about, all um, unanimously decided that we're <laughs> going to have yeah. one combined spotlight. So I wanted to actually bring something in that was a little bit different, just to take the focus off of the main uh, the main spotlight. So um, that's why I decided to talk about those particular games. Ones. So yeah, Greta, as you said, is um discounted. Uh, it's eleven sixty nine. Eighty sixty nine. Um, down. It's that's actually the dearest of the games that I've spoken about. Um, without its discount, it's seventeen ninety nine. Just go. I've just gone still back a bargain. to it. still. It's still a bargain. Like for a for a game that you get. Again, that's the. I think out, out of all the games that I've mentioned, I don't think. Does Strange, Strange Horticulture have a voice acting in it? I can't recall. I don't think um, it, it does not. No. I but regardless, but, but the story is still no, it carries doesn't, it doesn't. No, it still carries you along. And um, and there's not a massive... Uh, I mean, some of the clues are, uh, have got quite a bit of text in, and obviously the, yeah. the information on the plants. But again, it's not a massive amount, and because it's broken up, you don't really notice it. No, it's not. Um, I mean, I guess not... Every game has to, but it's nice to have those. I think that's yeah, what it, that's, it is. You know, it's just nice to have that sort of helps take helps carry the story along because you know if you are, I think a lot of people get put off by the the fact that there's no um, voice acting because they have to sit and read, and yeah. God forbid should you ever read nowadays. Yeah. Like you know, I think people have lost their, you know, a game. I think that's what it comes down to. Oh, it's a game. And you shouldn't have to read things. There used know. to be these things out, I think, a while back. I think they were called books. Yeah. Called books. And books. you used to have to read those. I, v- I vaguely remember those. Yeah. I but think yeah, it's, there's not a mass amount of text there, people. Just read. <laughs> I think it's because now this generation is spoiled because everything's, nearly everything is voice acted. Even I'm the same. I'm like, oh, I prefer voice acting because I've got so used to games being fully voice acted yeah um that and again uh, there is an argument that the voice acting does sell the universe better helps you connect the characters better and that's that being said some voice actors should not voice act we'll get to that in a little while yeah yeah um but um the, most for the most part the majority of voice actors are, are really good and put a lot of effort into the the characters they're portraying and but in some cases it is nice to be able to make up your own voices for the characters what you think they sound like and in case of streaming or entertaining purposes you can make your own voices up yeah. like me and steve do and probably so many other people do i think it. that's exactly and what i did for strange horticulture yeah, as well. yeah. So you, just, you just you just think oh this is what this person sounds like and then you make them say like, oh hello i i my, my name is trevor you know whatever and then they then they actually get the voice that comes and he goes hello my name is trevor and it's like that's not what i imagined him sounding like <laughs> you know so I, I get that a lot when you when you get a book that's been then made into a movie, I, that that can throw me sometimes. So I'm like, no, that's that's not how I envisage yeah. like that accent. Uh, yeah. But I don't. I I think that for for certain games like these, um, arguably, I, sp- I suppose you could generally classify them as smaller games. I those that are like indie games, maybe. Yeah, well, no, not all indie because you still get some long indie games, but those that are like kind of yeah, like single developers you, as well. Yeah. You get like your twelve hours and less kind of games. Yeah. I think if you've got a good story, and it's the mechanics are good, it's easy to follow. Then you don't think you need the voice acting. But also, 
people need to remember it helps keep the cost of the game down as well. Yes. It's why, yeah. Mm. Exactly. Unless, unless obviously the developers have got a like friends and family too. that can get to do it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm pr- as a voice actor, I'm pretty cheap. available now. Yeah, <laughs> we're available to hire. <laughs> hire, hire us. We'll voice the entire game for you. And I do, I do cats only, but does, I'm yeah, very I'm, convincing. I was about to say, this is a great pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, I it, it does it helps. It, you know, costs is everything now, especially in this day and age. Um, some some voice actors do do rate themselves a little bit too highly um especially that, that i i want 500 pound a sentence get stuffed man like get out of town you ain't that good you know there's always yeah there's always in the world of voice acting there's always someone better than you and there's always someone cheaper as well so you, you know you really have to put your heart and soul into roles that you it's a difficult conversation but they really do have to go above and beyond to nail some of these roles um, I think we, I think one of the things we can bring up here is the Bayonetta situation that happened a little while ago. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Where the Bayonetta actress came out. And I, I loved her voice in number one and number two. I thought she was a great Bayonetta. And she sold that franchise for years, right? And then she did the self-destruct button. Made up a load of crap about a company because she didn't get paid enough. And they actually paid her like three times more the going rate than what they needed to pay her. Um, so she sort of spat a dummy out and made up a load of nonsense with no receipts, no evidence, just complete hearsay nonsense all over the internet. And um, at the, minute, the, the initial reaction is, oh, oh, Bayonetta developer's bad, voice actress good. And then when it came to light, after um, Kotaku did their investigation, Jason Schreier, I think his name is, did the investigation along with Bloomberg, uh, they were like, yeah, actually, she's talking complete nonsense. They they went above and beyond to offer her, you know, more than what she should have been paid. Yes, okay, she, they didn't offer her any royalties. I think that's what she was annoyed about was the fact that she didn't get offered any royalties from additional game sales. You know, turning up to venues, giving free performances, promoting the games for years and years and years. In between the third, well, when the third one was announced in development, she did tours and stuff. So I can understand her frustration. But the fact that she tried to claim where there was no claim and and now she's forever tarnished her reputation, she will never get a voice job ever again. She's gone back into theatre work, was what she originally did to start off with. And it's it's a shame because she was a great voice actress and I, I don't get like it's a, it's a case of too big for your boots. You're getting too big for your boots, you know. You think you're more valuable than you are. Everybody is replaceable. You know, and that's that's the scary thing. No matter how well you think you are cemented in a role, you do something stupid. Nine times out of ten, the company's like Silla. So you know, and that that I think that's, I think that must be one of the biggest self owns I've ever seen of someone just coming out and just playing the uh, "I'm a woman, please, please, please believe me." I think we've heard that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, lots, lots of certain terms. You know, uh, the bitch that shall not be named. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's 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 crazy how the the, the era era of entitlement I call it is uh, is is warped the minds of so many people and even people that are old enough to know better. And um, yeah, it will, and again, it ties into later, right? This is this will tie into this will continue later. But uh, yeah, it, voice actors are for the most part on diminishing returns for the work they put in. 
that's why you see a lot of projects on YouTube, fan animations, and they're getting work that way. I mean, even like even some really famous actors. I don't know if you know who this guy is. Uh, just for example, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, who does voices. He voices loads of people in in cinema. He was the he was the Black Ranger in Power Rangers, the original show. Um, and he's he went into voice acting. He's phenomenal. Like he's he's uh, he's Nero in Devil May Cry four and five. Um, he's um, he's done like, ball, he's, he's, <laughs> uh, he's amazing. And he's he's Ichigo in the Bleach series. And he's 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 done so many voices. I can't and I can't name them all. But he's phenomenal, right? And he went out of his way to voice in fan projects for minimal money because he loved the characters so much. You know that, that that's the other the other side. That's the that's the other side. That he don't care about the money. He just because he loves the character, so he will he will most likely do your project for free, um, if it's you know it's decent. And I'm not saying he'll do like full games and stuff for free because obviously he won't. But it's good that he, given his status, he's not big headed to go. Oh, I want blah 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 for playing four lines, you know, in in a fan project. He's he's very much with the fans and the polar opposite to the the Bayonetta actress that decided to drop a nuke on her own foot. Um, but anyway, I, I digress. I don't know why I've gone into a tangent about voice <laughs> acting. I always do this. I just ramble off with nonsense. Save, save, um, save, save your rounds, mate. Save your rounds. It's coming up. It's coming soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, shut up. Mate. Right, back to the original programming with Mr. Steve, and I'm going to go and jump into a river. <laughs> uh, I think we pretty much, that brings us back down to... Um, what were we talking about again? Yeah, well, I forgot. <laughs> My bad. Derailed. Derailed. <laughs> but yeah, that that's basically uh, what I was talking about this week is um, <laughs> the adventure, the adventure games that get missed because of the you know they get overshadowed oh, yeah. a lot that's of what times. I was about. You know <laughs> the adventure, the adventure games that get overshadowed by the much bigger. Uh, AAA or even AA games, if you want to call them AA, if there is such a thing now. I think it is now, right? But uh, yeah, um, I wanted to just talk about some of my favorite ones that I've played for or got, you know, there's a couple of others that I've got lined up. Um, eventually, I'll probably start streaming them at some point. Or if I don't, even if I don't, I'm still looking to sort of like get into some of those later on. There's um. Children of Silence is another game that I just recently got. Again, it's an atmospheric adventure, point-and-click, story-rich game. It sort of falls into that same sort of category. It's a I bet that's not voice acted. Um, no, I know it isn't. Um, so it's a title game it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for what Silent Town? Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it sets around this. Uh, from what I understand, it's a, it's a dark adventure game that uh, tells the story of Lucy, a girl who's grown up in a village deep in the forest, inhabited by monsters. And it sounds a bit like uh, an, an another sounds game. Like, sounds like my local area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there was um, there's been I've played a quite a f- uh, quite a few of these now, and that's that's a new that's the newest one that I've got. Disco Elysium, I think, is another game that I've yet. To oh play. yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't played that yet either. Uh, but, I have. I know, I know, I know. I, I have. It's yeah. it's weird as thin. It's weird. So the game that I that came out. It's a puzzles, ago. puzzles. I think it's the dearest of actually. It's actually the dearest game of this point and clicky sort of like story. Was it twenty five thirty quid? It's uh, it's so it, it, is it is so discombobulating that game. You literally you have like twenty in the monologue voices. 
and it's it's so it's like it's like being in the mind of Deadpool. It's really surreal. Like the That's game, like me when like, I wake up, how, I don't see how the it describes emotion and how it describes how that like, how the how you how the your character feels is. I I the writing is next level. Like I've never even heard of half the words that are said to me in this game, <laughs> and it, it's it's it just it completely <clears throat> baffles you. Like it's and the puzzles are impossible. I gave up after two hours. I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so I just go back to it. Like go back to it with a guide as I don't have a clue what I'm supposed to do. The game is not whole, I know it's quite I don't know, again another tangent. Um it's a very, very um non hand holding it's probably the most non hand holding game I have ever played and the most confusing. But it's fully voice acted. I mean everything down to the cockroach you talk to it has a voice. <laughs> so you know everything has a voice. It is you know it's a must play game. It you know just about, the, the fact that I can't play it dissuade you it is phenomenal it, is, it has yeah. won hundreds of game awards for a reason um you know and the, the fact that they re-released it fully voiced as, as opposed to partially voiced when the game first released the game did so well that they went back and went right okay we're going to use this money to redo the most of the game and add the voices that we wanted to do but we couldn't because we didn't have the money to which is really sort of dedication to the craft and it does pay off. It's a disco Elysium director's cut. I think I bought mine on sale for about eight pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's the reason why I got I got it was because it was on sale. It is also one of the longest games you can play. It's about three hundred hours. It's huge it's like, game, yeah, it's a massive game. And that, but that obviously includes multiple playthroughs. Um, but the, but yeah, one playthrough is about hundred plus hours. But if you wanted to like achievement hunt and get everything, you're looking at one one seventy two hundred plus, depending on how meticulous you are at trying to find all of everything in the game. And it's, the game is massive, like it's it's just wowzers, you know. But yeah, a highly highly hit a very good game. Gone under the radar a little bit because it isn't a triple A game. It is a you know, it's it's a it's a double A. I think it's it class it as a double A game now. Yeah, I think it's um, slightly more higher than the ones yeah, I've already mentioned. Got, the the artwork, the voice work, the soundtrack, mm. the game design, how the how it's basically like Dungeons and Dragons role playing, but with a, you're a detective and you are like drunk and you've you've drunk so much you've obliterated your memory. So yeah. <laughs> You, you don't, it, it builds up everything. Everything you choose has a massive impact on the game and the on the world around you and the people you affect as well. Lasting consequences. It's these. And I, sorry. And the fact. Sorry. There's one more thing. You can die with your opening choice. I will say that you, if you choose wrong, you're dead. <laughs> All right. Like, like I, I chose to grab my tie off the fan, and he had a heart attack. Oh wow! And died. Okay. <laughs> so, so that was that. That's that's like the opening. Like the, that's literally like the first first thing you do. Voice, first thing like literally the first five minutes of the game. You're not, I'm not spoiling anything there. That's literally the first five minutes as soon as you load up the game. Okay, so, noted. Yeah. So yeah, so sorry. <laughs> little, little 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 spotlight, mini spotlight there on on that. I don't know why I said all that, but mini spotlight on on that game. Definitely worth getting on sale. Hundred percent. Uh, I think um, this is probably just sort of round off of what I'm going to say now, but like, I think a lot of these games, like we've, we've 
picking on, on I've mentioned like those adventure games I think they get away with being more um, 15 plus or you know more sort of older teenager or you know sort of young adult um, because they're just because of their, their the content that's in there in the games like the, the um, you know I think they get away with it more because younger audience won't necessarily aim towards those i think it's more of a I, I like the fact that there's there's games that are aimed more at an adult gamer you know there's there's much more of a you know especially burn house lane is much more of a it's aimed at a more of a mature oh you know not because of its uh its undertones it's dark undertones that it has you know that that whole start that whole five minutes of like it introducing like a suicide um again not spoilers because it's it's all part of the first five minutes it's not really spoiler yeah um but yeah and i i, I think also that's probably why i'm edging towards those games now i'm sitting to be coming away from the i mean not exclusively but um you know there's those that sort of get those sort of games now are i'm i seem to be more leaning towards than i than the other than the games of previous like you know i don't i don't know anyone i don't know anyone anymore that that plays call of duty <laughs> for example um just because it's more aimed at a, at a younger audience or someone who just loves dr disrespect or something you know just <laughs> but um do you know what i mean like i think i think that's uh definitely um yeah <laughs> rage quitting every sort of like two minutes but um, yeah, I think that's that's those sort of games are definitely aimed at a much more older audience, and I and I appreciate that they these games get made so that uh, you know a more mature person can actually have a little bit of um, fun playing games. That pretty much sums up what we what I wanted to get to. Oh, honourable mention then, um, just a game that I wanted to just sort of mention. Yeah, Knights in the Wood. I, I was talking about like the the age and stuff like that Knights in the Woods is also another good game to sort of go as a go to it doesn't necessarily have the voices in it but it's yeah it, there is you could put your own voices to it and I was actually having fun with that I might, that's another game I never got to finish unfortunately so I, I keep moving on quickly because I'm not allowing enough time to finish these games and I, I really should put more more effort into into finishing these games not enough <laughs> time not enough okay. time we just love week. no I I don't have enough. I don't have time to play these games. There's too many of them. Too many good ones out there. But um, yeah, I think I'm done with my, um, I don't know what you want to call it. I suppose my spotlight of that genre of games, if you like the the action adventure, pointy click two D type games that are out there. The story driven choice matters. Any of the above. They're all they're all fun to play. They're all fun to play. Give them a go. Have a look. See what you find that you like. But yeah, that's pretty much me done. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other games that anyone can think of, but um, I think I'm pretty much done on those. Now, I do want to find another game at some point that is like Strange Horticulture. Yeah. Um, in, that, in, that, in that kind of, that style, that kind of like detective thing, but not, like full-on detective mystery, if you see what I mean, like not like murder mystery kind of thing. Yeah. Like that. 
you know, that, that simple premise, but I've not actually found anything even close to that. At least not on, um, I thought I'll have a look to see if there's anything on Xbox and there's not that I found this like it. So I might just have to replay it after I finished it. Yeah. I mean, once uh, I've, uh, once I'm wizarded out. I think that's, that is one of the good things about the games that we've just talked about is that some of them, um, if not all of them have, replayability because like especially choice matters games because Mm. you could choose one pathway over another so you're gonna get a different outcome anyway Um, apparently strange horticulture has eight endings so then you've got yeah so there you so you've got at least eight playthroughs if you wanted to get eight endings Uh, maybe next time i won't kill that annoying guy or maybe i will (laughs) i did this time Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? That's the that's the good thing about those those yeah. games is that they might be short in terms of like whether it's like maximum twenty, maybe fifteen to twenty hours. Some of them are only about sort of eight to nine hours long, but eight to nine hours every time you play it through, you got a different ending. That soon mounts up. If you said if you said maximum ten hours, you play it four times. That's forty hours of a game. Yeah, see, I like that because it's, you know, where I think I think we spoke about this last week, but yeah. you know, when I was younger and I had more time to play games, I would, and I had less money, which is the, the way that it always works. Yeah, um, I would purposely go out and buy like your your GTA's, like your, your big kind of like long games, like you know, your well, probably not Skyrim at the time, but like you know, Morrowind and and what have you. Uh, because they were long games, yeah. so that I was getting my money's worth. But now that I don't have as much time, I'm more than happy to get. If I can sit through and play through like a game, it's like what's uh, Cloudpunk is another one that I've I've barely started. Um, although I do think that is a longer game. But yeah, just games that aren't like they don't have to be like you know, a hundred, two hundred hours. It's like I, there's no chance I'm ever gonna finish Witcher Three. And you don't yeah, have the time to sink into it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's it's got it's such th- a three hundred hours. I think it's a ridiculous length of time to sort of put yeah. into a game. Um, I mean, it does depend. I mean, uh, we can go off onto a different subject now. But um, yeah, that could <laughs> that could end up being like um, depends on your your taste in, in games and that. But like something like World of Warcraft, which has infinite amount of time put into it because they've always expanded on it so they're always adding to it aren't they but so yeah it, it, it essentially is just one game that you're playing um if you haven't yes. got time i think that and something like um is it eve online yeah so same with you i mean i've been playing i started playing <laughs> ironically i i i've said it before on on, uh, on the podcast but i i purposely didn't get into well, because I didn't want to become addicted to it. So I, because I had a feeling I would. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided to play Eve instead and became addicted to that. Um, (laughs) And I I quit that for quite some time. I've only recently gone back to it. And I I do still enjoy it, but I just, again, I don't, I don't have the time to sink into it. I can't keep up with all the content and all the changes. Um, It's why I haven't paid for a subscription. So I've I've got quite a few online games like there's that there's granted all right there's Elite Dangerous which I've sunk in a lot of hours into over the past. Um, obviously that's been canned on console in terms of updates, but 
it's still alive on PC. Um, I haven't even played the latest one on PC yet. Elder Scrolls Online is another one. So I like all these games, but I just, yeah, I've got, with the time I have, I've got to choose what, you know, what to sink that time into. But it's nice to actually finish a game, which is why sometimes I just like these shorter ones. Yeah. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Yeah. That's what she just said. like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone got anything else to add to that subject uh, in terms of like, you know, those action adventure games or just. Oh, we should um, just round up. Should we move on to the next? Um, should we move on to the next? Uh, the actual proper spot, the right? Main, then the main event. The main event. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's um. Right. Get your seatbelt on, people. Seat, this is going to be a long one. It's going <laughs> to. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> that's what she hopes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, we we had spoke about this in the last episode, uh, or at least well, Bacon sort of like I would say highlighted it. Was a it. highlight, yeah, yeah. It was a highlight. highlight last. Yeah, I knew that obviously you hadn't played it at the time. No. I knew that um, that Freely wanted to speak about it as well, so I tried yeah. to keep it as kind of base as possible, knowing that we would have a much more in depth conversation yeah. this week. And so yeah, we're back again, and um, with with this game and it, it i think it, it just it needs that <laughs> it needs more airtime than we we can give it um just because it's in my opinion just my opinion that good of a game it is of course the um the wizard that is the wizard game i just called it the wizard game but it is hogwarts <laughs> legacy um I can't. I can't not call it the wizard game anymore. <laughs> um, but that that wizard game that Are everyone you playing that wizard game. <laughs> I I jumped on the bandwagon. I jumped on the bandwagon. I I, I said I was never gonna. Do, I was never sure I was gonna do it. So to sort of speak of it, I was never sure I was gonna do it. And then I was like, you know took what? The plunge. Took the plunge. And uh, yeah. Uh, I, out of the three of us, I have take I've probably put in the least amount of hours of like I said, I think I've put in about four hours. Bacon was saying about sort of six to eight hours, I think. Yeah. And but the Fruity show. Mr. Fruity. The man yeah. leading the way there with at least sixteen hours. Yeah. About sixteen hours. Um yeah. of uh Yeah, so do you wanna do you wanna take over from here then? Because like as Yeah. I mean, I will point out that both Jelly, our friends Jelly and uh, Sagittarius Rain have put more hours in than I have. So I've been watching them play. Uh, uh, well, Sagittarius Rain, shout out to him on Twitch. Uh, he's trying to get affiliate, get him up to 50 followers. Um, he's been playing the game nonstop since it came out, and I've been watching him play it, and it's taught me how not to play it. I'm joking. Uh, it's it's um, it's, it's an exceptionally, exceptionally amazing game now obviously it's hogwarts legacy by definition if you don't know what hogwarts is it's the, the harry potter universe you know it's part of us it's it's set in the past of the harry potter universe in the 1800s um and it follows uh the adventure of your wizard he or she or Bree or cat or foot or toe or whatever it is you want to describe yourself as in the game 
Um, you can, you can. Uh, it's probably, and now it's, it's kind of against the the grain here, or the, at least the um, news reports. It's a very diverse character creator. You can you can make yourself whatever you want to be. Uh, but the uh, the the legion of hate, if you listen to any of that, would tell you otherwise. You're just the spawn of Satan if you play this game, uh, which is nonsense because the game is phenomenal. Like the, I come, I, if the game was rubbish. I would tell you, you know, I would tell you because I'd be shouting from the rooftops. If it was like Scorn, I'd be raging within the first 30 seconds of this podcast. You know, it, it's to me, that's one of the worst games ever made. And this is as far the polar opposite as you could possibly get. Yeah, it technically is not perfect. It has a few bugs. There is quite a lot of streamlining they've got to do in terms of performance. It's not, you know, the ideal PC port. And again, PC ports will be touched on in much detail, greater detail later on. Um, but, you know, console, you know, it's made for console first and foremost. These games always are. These massive action RPGs uh, with massive open worlds that are optimized for the next generation consoles, PlayStation, Xbox, Series X, PC always last. And Hogwarts Legacy has some hefty PC requirements. I mean, you have to have a meaty PC to run this on ultra and beyond 1080p like i'm quite lucky i've got ps5 um so i can experience it in 4k running at 30 or 60 frames per second no problem you put 4k on the pc version and this is just get the negative out of the way first it dies like the the, the game dies it calls to a standstill the game breaks it's unfortunate they brought well they have released a patch already it's in a much better position there was a game ready driver that was released as well that's that's really helped you know most of the game um on most um sort of lower end machines sort of like mine and mr steve's machine which isn't like 30 70s or 40 80s um you know we're still running 2070 cards you know and you know if you've got an ssd it greatly affects the game makes it run better but on, on a standard hard drive um like the 7200 rpm you know, um it's not res per, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's not res per minute. <laughs> it's not a car, um, but it's not brilliant, right? So there, there's a lot of like mixed. Some the reviews that have been really harsh in the game haven't been harsh on the technical aspect. They've been harsh on a political or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cult aspect. Um, from I think, from, I think the word you're looking for is bullshit. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm trying to be PC friendly. <laughs> um, Ask but yeah, that. it's it's like they're, they're all talking absolute all of them. Like there's this, yeah. Apart from the technical aspect, which they most of them are right about, um, you, you might you might have heard in the thousands of news reports, and it's been covered on mainstream media. BBC have covered it, ITV have covered it. It's been everywhere, right? J.K. Rowling has been on everything, and one thing that has been good for J.K. Rowling's bank balance, <laughs> because uh, this game, Hogwarts Legacy, is the best-selling game of the year and is outselling Elden Ring at its peak selling performance uh, by 82%. And I looked at I did this last night with Mr. Steve while we was off, off air. I looked at um, the selling numbers, and uh, at its, in the peak week, Elden Ring was selling 12 million copies, right? This game is selling 82% more than Elden Ring has, so that's at least 20 million copies sold. And I did it an average at about 60 quid, Per pot that works out to about 1.2 billion pounds, um, and the game costs 150 million dollars uh, to make. 
So they're already quids in. Um, even if that isn't, if even if that's half that, there's there's no way this game hasn't made bank, right? And the reason it's made bank is because the world encapsulates the books, the movies, everything about the Potter universe you could possibly want as a fan. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I think Bacon is a, a, a bit of a big fan as well. Yep. Uh, Mr. Steve is a complete noob to Harry Potter. He doesn't know anything about it. And to be honest, this game's a great starting point because it does introduce you to the world. It introduces you to the spells, the character, you know, the, the setting Hogwarts, the, the, the world surrounding Hogwarts, which is much more fleshed out in this game than any other game that's been set before it. If you remember the old PS PlayStation games, um, uh, Order of the Phoenix, I think Springs to Mind, was the first Harry Potter game to have like a 3D rendition of Hogwarts and was praised for its interactivity and, you know, the, and how it ran back then. Um, how this game does Hogwarts, it's it's a game in itself. You can just have that as a standalone game and it's, you know, it's 50, 60 hours of content that's exploring Hogwarts, just looking at all the paint, all the animated paintings, all the paintings that come to life, all the, all the voices and that they all talk to you, the, 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 the music that comes to life, the, the animations, the, 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 the vibrancy and this attention to detail of the world in, in this game is second to none. It's one of the best, in terms of scope of in world building engrossing worlds I've ever played in. You know, I literally feel like as a, I, like I wanted to when I was younger is be a wizard, you know, the, the wizard fantasy, the wizard power fantasy of, of being a powerful wizard, being in the universe. Um, you know, it does, it does start off. You do play a 17 year old kid, which to me is probably the only minor negative for me. And the fact you don't have a name, you you can just call your character, big long dick or whatever you want to call your character right you just call your character whatever and uh you, but you're never you're never referred to as whatever surname it's not, it's not like fallout 4 where you can call yourself mr jackass and he goes ah mr jackass you know it's, there's no there's no sort of distinction for your character so you, you do feel like a little bit invisible to start off with but once you get past the sort of the opening amazing opening i will say this amazing amazing movie-esque opening like it's you think blockbuster movie level opening right be you think that would be it okay the game's done now there's got it's not going to top that the game constantly beats it like it's just it, you're constantly surprised by the world what's in the world the interactivity the characters in the world some of the some of these characters are phenomenal you've got professor fig who's your mentor who's kind of like uh dumbledore um to your to your character who's basically like the chosen one and you have a special tie to ancient magic and the whole premise of the game is that you are some some sort of path has been laid out before you from the previous generation of teachers who have all died in some way or other. And it's like a mystery, but you have the key, quite literally, the key to unlock what's going on. The game opens up, you get given a box. Oh, I can't open this box. And you touch it and it, oh, you have the MacGuffin. And then the MacGuffin sort of transpires throughout the whole the whole game. And you watch your character grow along with the story and everyone around you that you interact with is just arting on the cake. But that it's just so well done. The Avalanche Studios, who haven't had a massive hit for this game, their, their biggest hit for this was Mad Max, um, who made the And again, that's another unsung gem of a game. Mad Max is phenomenal. You can buy it for like £2. They've made the Just Cause games as well. Um, Just Cause 1 and 2, some of my favourite games. Three and four, not so much. It's more of the same. Yeah, you know, it's not 
not fleshed out. In fact, number four was so broken that it got uh, a 60% discount day after release. So, yeah, it, it, like, it wasn't great for them. Um, but for them to come back, and, and let's be honest, when we all saw the trailers, I, even I was skeptical. I know Bacon pre-ordered, and thankfully he was right to pre-order in this case. But so many, so many times we've seen trailers like this, right? And you'll agree with me, Bacon. We, we've seen so many trailers of the game looks amazing. Oh, and God, yeah. Pre- you pre-order yeah. it, and the game's out of garbage. Like, well, Cyberpunk comes to mind. Oh, that yeah, was the, some, that was the last thing I pre-ordered before yeah, this. Cyberpunk was the last yeah. straw for me. I, I, I've covered this extensively in the past, you know, why I don't pre-order games anymore. I mean, to I, be, I, 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 I did pre-order, but I, I pre-ordered only like a handful of days before it was due to release, mainly yeah. so that I could play a bit earlier. I, I I did pre-order mine, but I got my copy three days late, so I missed the open window. Ah. Um, um, so, so I was a bit bit stumped about that, but I still got the pre-order bonus, which was nice. Um, cool. And uh, so, yeah, this is one of the few games I, I broke my taboo. I was like, I'm going to pre-order it because every, everything I saw leading up to this was just like this. This can't be real. Like this game cannot be. It cannot possibly deliver on all these, all these fronts: the combat, the world building, how it looks, how the character look, interacts, the animations, the the facial animations for the most part are really good in some of these uh, characters, and, and the world is lived in. There are characters that walk around, do they go about their daily lives? There are students that mope around, moaning, laying, sitting on walls, and you know, muttering to themselves what they could do better with their, with their life, etc., or what they could do better in in lesson and you go past groups of people and his teachers come out having a absolutely rollicking these children for going into the restricted sections doing stuff you know naughty stuff you know, your your you know points from blah 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 be lost how dare you and then they're all out having a mouthy old session i've walked past so much interaction stuff just hap, hap chance happen chance and this world is just alive and one of the things i will say that did make me laugh i don't know if you've come across it yet is the armors that fight each other uh, I don't know if you've seen this in the halls. That the armors come to life and they beat each other up, and it's hilarious. It is so funny. I I literally died laughing. Watch because I didn't know it's going to happen. I know it's, it's probably a little bit of a spoiler. I apologise, but it's so funny. And it was just out of left field. It, it, even the statues that you think aren't doing anything are all animated. You know, it's it's crazy. It, you know, I still marvel walking past the walls of all these paintings, and I'm like, I can't believe this is all animated. You know. It's just, I'm just like jaw dropping the whole time. And then you go out into the world beyond Hogwarts. You go to Hogsmeade, go into all the shops, the attention to detail in there. It's just amazing. You know, again, that and the that and Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hogwarts would be a game in itself. You know, that just that alone. And then you get the outside area, the exp- and you got the exploration, the flying, the the exploring, the the, the spelunking, the, the the magical caves that have so much stuff happen to them. The puzzles, <laughs> the puzzles. And, um, you know, just everything about this game is just, even the mini games are so fleshed out and so much fun that you, you hours fly by and they feel like minutes. I, I was playing the game. I thought I'd only been playing it about an hour, hour and a half. I looked at the clock. It was like five hours later. I was like, Jesus Christ, where did that time go? You know, it's, it's so good. It's that happened just... to me on release night. <laughs> I, I jumped on about quarter past midnight. I thought, right, I'll give it half an hour because I've got work in the morning. <laughs> Next thing I know, it's 3 a.m. Yeah, whoops. It's <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> Calling and sick. What, what's wrong with you? I've got Harry Potter artists. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, but the annoying thing is my boss can see when I'm online because he's also got an Xbox and he's got uh, the game. <laughs> oh, no. You're both calling sick. Sorry, yeah. I can't come in today. I've got, we've, got the, uh, we've got the Harry Potter. We've got the, we've got the boggers. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's yeah, I love, I'm I'm waffling a little bit, but it's I'm just I've never played a game this good like on release. You know, bugs aside, and we'll touch on that in a little while. But bugs aside, and you know, glitches aside, and performance issues on PC aside, um, it's one of the best games I've played in just terms of scope, ambition, how much it does for the world, how good the game is, how good the side quests are, how good the quests are, how good the interaction with lessons are. Now, a lot of previous Potter games have always had these annoying mini games, and when you go to the lessons. And now you just get for you get some of them. You might get a little little cutscene here and there. You got to interact, but for the most part, it's I can't think of the word um, cinematic. Cinematic, yeah, it's a cinematic experience. So you don't have to like interact with anything. It's, and uh, well, one thing that did make me laugh, I will say this, is that they did they did a screenshot and they panned across the, the classroom, and every, all the all the other kids animated, and my characters in the corner facing the other way. Just not giving a toss. He's just looking at looking at the bug. I don't know if it was a bug or a glitch, but it just it was just so funny. And my character was just facing. He's literally turning around and he's just like this. He's just like completely nonchalantly care, and everyone's like, yeah. It's just it's just like reminding me of something that I would do in lesson. I just wouldn't. If every time there was a group activity, I would just wouldn't give a shit. I would just turn around and <laughs> look the other way and be like, couldn't care less. Um, so it's quite funny. Um, it's got a good robust character creation. Um, you can you can create the uh, the, the fourteen and a half inches ones that uh, we like to uh, we like to throw around. Um, <laughs> especially Mr. Steve likes to run into walls with his wand out. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's yeah, there's so much to this game, and I'm not doing it justice. Buy it now, and you and you'll fall in love with it. Even if you're not a pot fan, the world is so good, and this is a wizard fantasy game. is so well done. Yeah, it is. I can't sing its praises enough. I don't do it justice by sitting here saying how good it is. In, a, in watching it on stream doesn't do it justice. Playing the game, you have to play it properly. Take it all in. Take it slow. Really like in, invest yourself in the game and enjoy the experience because there isn't a game like it on the market and hasn't been for the last 10 years in terms of just how well everything works together. And it's... Yeah, I didn't think anything would make me, re- you know, think about replacing Mass Effect one, two, and three off the top spot in my games of one, my games list of all time. And I've only played this for a short amount of time to the, compared to the thousands of hours I've put in Mass Effect, the hundreds of hours I've put in Witcher three, the hundreds of hours I've put in God of War. You know, other big RPG games. The God of War one was the first, the first game, um, which really drew me in and made me want to hundred percent this game. This game makes me not to want to play anything else. I do not want to play anything else. If I'm thinking about a game, I'm like, I'm thinking about what I can do next in the game. I haven't even touched on the crafting, the room requirement where you can, you literally build your own room, your own um, sort of area where you can make crafting stuff, potions, equipment and stuff later on. This, this is a little bit of a, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but they also show it in the trailers. So if you watch the trailers, you will see that he's got, he's creating potion tables and, you know, these are crafting tables, basically, because we know crafting's in the game. And then you've got the whole Pokemon-esque aspect of capturing the beasts, you know, and caring for the beasts and going out in the world and capturing wild hippogriffs and flying, said hippogriff, uh, once it trusts you. And, and it's it has everything. It's like, it's, comp- it's like a compilation of all the bits from Harry Potter that make the game, make the world magical. And I I... Use this word very, not very often, 
like and it is just a phenomenal magical endearing experience like there's so many characters that i've fallen in love with already that i just want to hug them <laughs> you know and just take them with me everywhere um it's i'm not going to say names because everyone has their favorite um already and there's already <laughs> i'm not going to say it but don't look up the naughty bits okay it's wrong because <laughs> they're like they're 17 16 year olds and i've seen some pictures on twitter which is why i don't like using twitter anymore like it's basically a porn hub of, of fan art and i you know i like what i like looking at fan art don't get me wrong fan art it can be really fun and cool but <laughs> i don't need to see any more fan arts of um professor garlic <laughs> yeah uh look at, make of that what you will i don't if you want to look that stuff up all you got to do is google it i i, I don't encourage it. it it's i mean it doesn't surprise yeah. me but yeah, you know, it's it's just how but it's, it's a testament to how much people love these characters and a lot of this stuff is done out of love for the Sometimes characters. Sometimes a little bit too Whether, much love. Well, but exa- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, it goes yeah, into the I weird. Like, it goes into the weird areas. Yeah. You know, there are. The, the, it, the thing is, you can't. This is the problem when you make teenage characters, right? When adults play as a teenager, you feel adult things towards characters because you do. Because that's that's you know when you connect to a character, you do feel invested, and what comes with investment attachment and what comes with attachment feelings and what comes with feelings rule 34 i mean uh i mean characters <laughs> characters that you like right <laughs> so that it's just a testament to how well the characters are written how well they're voice acted and some of the voice acting is phenomenal and there's one character in particular that sounds like he's got two pencils shoved up his nose uh there's a couple of young young teenagers that sound like this and there's a Oh hello! Oh, it's you. That I can't stand that voice. Right, it's great. I think Steve said it best, and I'll get him to say it when he when he comes back because he's currently AFK. But he said it best, and he made me laugh so much when he said it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm speaking of the devil, and um, it's it's probably one of the most nasalating voices I've ever heard. That despite the epic voice acting, this one particular voice. Uh, just completely grates your eardrums to oblivion. And uh, Miss Steve was playing it last night. And <laughs> what did you say about the uh, voice, Mr. Steve? Because you said it best. Oh, I can't remember my exact words, but oh my God, what fucking awful, weren't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly <laughs> it was yeah. just awful. Yeah, you can do one as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, it was just maybe it's just cracked me up because it's like I said the same thing when I first ran into him. D- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally said the same thing. I was like, "What the fuck?" And it, it, you know, it's funny. You know, it's it's funny. It's comical. You know, it's lighthearted. You know, it's it. May, I think it's done to try and make you like laugh. But it's 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 just like it reminds me of the. It reminds me of there was a kid in my classroom. Who sounded like that um, into his in, into his like his, his like his, his balls would never drop. So he always sounded like ah, blah, 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 blah. he's just compo- you know he, he's never known a tea bag. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just like oh, oh, oh. it just sounds like that the whole time. So it, this this is what the you know that's what that character reminded me of. This it just just funny because it's a school setting and it's reminded me so many memories coming back of like being with dealing with annoying people and there's a couple of quests where the, the, the kids don't stand up for themselves. And the one thing I like about this game 
is it gives you the choice troll them. Oh or, yeah. Or be really <laughs> oh, horrible, yeah. or be really horrible to them. And uh, <laughs> uh I won't get into it, but I made a choice that I was streaming it and my chat decided to um troll this individual. <laughs> and what happened made him feel made him feel so bad that they I had to reload the save and do it again. <laughs> I won't I, I, I won't spoil it, but just by chance is this an individual where you he asked you to go and get something to show he was courageous? Yes. 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 I made the same choice and I didn't undo it. He hates <laughs> I, me. <laughs> yeah. I hate I hate him. I wanted to keep, I wanted to stick to it, but chat made me change my mind. <laughs> I, I have to admit though, for my playthrough, I am trying to be a little bit of a bastard. Yeah. I will say this. On my next playthrough, I'm gonna be an asshole Gryffindor. That that is that is my I'm gonna be an arrogant faced Gryffindor. That does bring me up something. I, I have two questions for you both. So first, which house were you put in by the Sorting Hat, and which house did you actually choose to be? Well, I did the online thing on the on the website where you answered <laughs> all the questions. Yeah. Um. So I got I I was given Hufflepuffle as my as my choice, and my Patronus was a Beagle, and and my wand was a Starch, which I changed to a fourteen inch dragon <laughs> dragon heartstring. A monster cock of a wand, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that was my choice. I, but the website sort of chose for me while answering the questions, so I went with that. And what about you, Mister Steve? What- um, well, I came in as a complete noob to yes. this, this anyway. So the game asked a question, I answered. I got Ravenclaw. That that I have no idea if that. I think really actually uh, confirmed that it wasn't good. But um, it's not the best house. It's not the best. But I, someone who's noob, I'm not changing my. I'm not changing it. I don't care for it too much. I. I mean, I might do later on. I might start caring about it. But in my current state of mind, with the with the whole Harry Potter thing, I don't care enough. Yeah. To worry about it. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I. Absolutely. It's it's, yeah. yeah. It's completely fine. I mean, the the the. The only real difference is the the way you get quests and uh, how fast you get quests. And from what I can gather, uh, Ravenclaw and Slytherin have the slowest quest progression, to, as as opposed to Hufflepuff and uh, Gryffindor, which get the sort of like the, the the main quests or the good quest side quests early on. You don't get the good side quests as a Ravenclaw or Slytherin until a bit later on in the game. So it it kind of makes the playthroughs unique because they don't follow the same sort of um, pathing or style and it all depends on what you do as a player anyway because it's it's open world so you can literally mm. go and do whatever you want i mean if even if you not get flying you can literally run the whole length of the map you know you might run into level 50 trolls or one shot you but you can run the whole length of the map you know it's like skyrim you can go wherever you want um and this it doesn't appear to be uh any okay there is a limitation because you don't have the spells at the start so if you if you make a level one wizard and you leave hogwarts and you go running into timbuktu you're not going to be able to kill anything because you don't have the spells so you kind of need to do like the first opening 10 levels before you go i would suggest before you go exploring because you need the a couple of spells to defend your character because there's some spells like if you don't have a red spell purple spell yellow spell you're not going to be able to counter a lot of the things you run into 
And I will say this, even if the, the thing is much higher level than you, you can kill it. It just takes a lot longer if you don't have enough power or gear on your character. Mm. Um, so it is, and the one thing I will again, I didn't really touch on this, and it's just slight divergence is the accessibility front. Um, the easy setting is fantastic for me because it gives me prompts to press the buttons to block, dodge, and do attacks, and it highlights everything you can interact with a lot clearer than playing on normal. Or uh, hard. I don't know why you plan hard. You could be insane to plan hard because what I've seen of hard is like Elden Ring on steroids. So yeah, I, I wouldn't play hard as a new player unless you say this. <laughs> um, but it's it for me because my reactions isn't the best. Um, and I was getting my ass handed to me on normal. I was like, right, okay, I'll play an easy. And easy is a nice middle ground because I still find it difficult um, to dodge in time, even with all the prompts. Because if you don't press the prompt in time, you still get hit. So it just gives you a much larger window to press the buttons as opposed to normal where what happens is you little flash above your character's head and, and that's it. That's all you get to, to sort of the window of opportunity is then gone if you miss it and then you get body rocked the next the kingdom kingdom come. Um, but I've completely lost track of what I was talking about prior to that. So I was can I, can I just <laughs> quickly wade in on what you were saying then? Because I've, yeah. as, as a new player... Um, it might be uh, I might be actually the best to sort of mention it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not. But going by what you said about the combat, um, I yeah. did notice that it's. I'm playing it. I'm still kind of. Like, I'm. I'm not gonna until until I find something really, really, really difficult. Um, I, I am playing it keyboard and mouse. So yeah, yeah, I am that. I am that player. So um, anyway, um. I, d- <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did go with that keyboard and mouse and I'm playing it through until until, 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 until I find it too difficult. I played it that um, the combat, you know, the combat scenario you have to do to get used to combat anyway. Yeah, it's the like cross the, the cross ones quest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did find it, it was better to reduce down from normal to easy. But then I went back up to normal again after that. Um, and yeah, it does just for new players. If you're not familiar, um, you do have that option. You can go up and down. You can choose your level at, at will. And uh, yeah, it does make a difference because you get a chance to. I think you push like for a keyboard. I don't know what the what the controller's uh, setup is, but when you get asked to part of a shielding or a block, I, I'm not sure which one it is. Um, I would press Q, and then it tells you that on easy, but it, doesn't tell you that it doesn't prompt you give you that yeah. prompt um, on, on normal no. so no. yeah uh yeah i just thought i'd mention that because i don't know if... yeah i mean that, that's where the controller makes it a little easier because even on normal whilst it doesn't tell you what the button is you do get the color which is associated with the button yeah 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 obviously with the keyboard you can't really have that or not as easily unless you've got a particularly special keyboard there's there's the, the the combat gets much more intense later on. Um, you know, the, 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 sort of the game does a great job of easing you into the mechanics and, and the world and how the quests are going to function and how everything's sort of going to tie together. But once you get past the sort of opening ten hours, when you start fighting properly, like without sort of hand holding, so to speak, um, it does get nuts. I mean, even on easy, I I died. Well, I nearly died a couple of times. I've got like an infinite amount of healing potions because i just did nothing but craft them in my in my little lab um but i did into the red quite a few times and that's with all the prompts and everything telling me what was happening and i still got molly because 
there's so much stuff attacking you that it's really hard to keep on track, of, especially when stuff attacking you off screen. And on normal, you get no indication of what or where that's coming from. And you're getting attacked by eight, seven, eight, nine enemies at a time. And it, there isn't, it isn't like uh, God of War, you have the indicators off screen telling you where they're coming from. There's nothing. So on normal, you just get hit and you just die. Like it's so difficult. Like later on, and it, again, if you if you learn the game mechanics and you learn the timings, and you know you stupefy everything, which is basically for a controller you hold down Y after you block, and then you just stupefy on keyboard it'd be Q, hold down Q after you when you counter, and then does a stupefy, which is basically a stunning charm, which then stuns the attacking enemy for a couple of seconds. You can upgrade that through talents later on in the game which makes it much more useful to deal with that crowd control. And you get a bunch of AOE spells later on as well. You know, get a little bit of spoilery, but you need that to deal with what's thrown at you. Because if you try and single target everything, you're dead. Like there's no way you can single target everything and not get battered because you have to have the game has the game kind of forces you to do the, uh, the spell quests, which is kind of essential to your character development anyway. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of spells are actually tied to side quests or assignments in the game, um, and you can't skip assignment day. Like you can't skip assignments. There's no you have to do your homework. <laughs> there's there's no there's no like I can't bother with that. You have to do them because it, these side quests lean in to other side quests and bleed into main quests as well. Because there are certain main quests you can't do unless you have certain spells. Um, there's a, there's a couple of there's, even Professor Fig mentions this uh, during the quest when he has to unlock a door for you, and he goes Alohomora, which is the unlocking charm, and he basically says to you, you need to learn that, and afterwards you get the opportunity to learn that. So it the game sort of has has a nice sort of foretelling of what you the game will tell you what you need to do or what you need to know, um, especially if you go to areas where say you're just exploring. And you, you come across stuff that you can't do anything with. The main character will say, well, I need to come back here later once I've been learned stuff. Or I, I can't do this right now. I need to come back. Or maybe I shouldn't be here. But he'll give you visual audio cues as to, as to where you should and shouldn't be uh, if you stray too far from the beaten path, which is a nice touch, I think, because a lot of games don't really tell you that. They'll just let you die. <laughs> so... Although you will probably die anyway if you're exploring. I don't know why I've gone into an exploring tangent. I'm just saying that uh, the game's very good at telling you what you need and what you should be doing, but it doesn't make you do it. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't lock you in to the, those choices. It still says, "Well, well, you should be doing this, but you can do what you want." You know, but again. The world will tell you that you shouldn't be here because you should be going to your lesson. <laughs> Stop bunking, basically. <laughs> go, go, go to your lessons and learn the spells that the, the game tells you to learn. Um, it's Again, it all ties into this. It's just so well done. And I'm going to be on repeat. So I, I, I just think that um, overall, the whole the whole experience is, is something that is unique in terms of the gaming world i don't think we'll ever have, i don't think we'll ever have another game like hogwarts legacy i think this is setting the bar it's essentially movie tie-in game. is it a movie to be classed as a movie tie-in game because it's already got the um, for it i mean i arguably yes i suppose you could class it as a prequel yeah a very they, very far back prequel they use the movies in their promotional material 
you could uh, you could argue it's probably if it, if it classes under a TV game, it's just one of the best TV games of all time. Um, you know that's that's a, I mean, that's I'm, quite an achievement. This being done so well, I would love to see Avalanche at some point. I mean, obviously we've only had, just had this out. I would love to see them do one right at the point where Voldemort is just going through school, so you actually get to yes. kind of witness or, or even even better if you could play as him and actually make those decisions and get to become the evil bastard that we all uh, i said that love. last night i yeah, said that would be awesome last night i said that saying that there's an excellent opportunity here to tie into all the previous story beats of the books and the and even uh, the fantastic beasts imagine going into the wizarding war as um dumbledore with this game mechanic and you got all the wizards firing off around you same as Harry Potter in the set in the sixth and seventh, fifth, sixth and seventh books. But I would love to see like a, a proper interpretation of the books in this game yeah. engine. But I was saying about um like your character being tied to Voldemort, like in some way, like being one of his like ancestors or something, because of how powerful your character is and how you tie into ancient magic and a, a, a really sort of like. Voldemort is way too powerful for the average wizard, so he should have something special about him as well. Um, and I, you know, and as they say, the old saying, the power corrupts and all that. Um, it, it, I reckon that would be an excellent sort of twist at the end to have your character be like, well, well, you are related to the Voldemort family who have been banned from blah 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 practices, and you know, because I know they lean into another character in the game uh, in terms of corruption and and. That's sort of right early, early on, very early on in the game. You, you guys have already played that bit when you go into the Hogsmeade for the first time, yeah. And you, you've got the goblin talking to the um, protagonist, Rockwood. Um, he's yeah. he's he's the big bad. He's up the second big bad in the game. So, and you've got the goblin. The, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I should say uh, Jewish lookalike. <laughs> According to all the idiots online, the goblins all look like Jewish people. Apparently, make of that what you will. This that is. I mean, that oh, that's been going on for a long time. It's, uh, yeah, anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, bullshit. It's. it's I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's uh, that particular argument has been used, like I said, for for years and years. And on the one hand, you could potentially see where they, where or how it started and and where it's coming from. But even if you can recognise the fact that that potentially when you know goblins were first created in fiction mm. that they're perhaps they were created in part as anti-semitic just because you recognize that that could potentially be the case a it doesn't mean that it was meant so in this instance and b just recognizing it doesn't make you some kind of you know anti-semitic nutter yeah yeah exactly. it's, yeah it, it just, they're just got just it's just a freaking goblin <laughs> <laughs> it's a goblin it's a goblin you kill them don't make knacker. it more complicated than it needs to be. It's, it's a goblin. bad, it's an ugly-looking bad guy has been beaten up with an ugly stick. Who cares? Did all this political nonsense surrounding this game that's been in the news for weeks, even leading up to its release. All these internet crazies that are all just cultists and going after Twitch streamers, after Twitch streamers, after YouTubers, after anyone that plays this game or even talks about it is like somehow a Nazi or you know, transphobe or ist person. Right, it's just complete garbage. It's 
when you've a good a good analogy of this situation is when you've got the loudest kid in the room who's being obnoxious, being naughty, talking crap, right? What does the teacher do with that kid? He either it doesn't listen to them, removes them from the room and goes and put them in a naughty corner, or he tells them to shut up and sit down, right? And then pays them no more attention. And then at the end their parents get a phone call and they get detention, you know. What happens online? When they shout from the rafters, instead of just being ignored and just left to their own weird corner of the universe, um, everyone listens to them for some reason. And everyone starts agreeing with them. And I'm like, what are you on? Thinking this crazy nonsense in the age of entitlement. And I think this, this entitlement has made everyone think that their opinion is law and everything they, every nonsensical thing they read is is literally the, the definition of what they think is real they can't separate nonsense from reality and th- these idiots that think that supporting hogwarts legacy is somehow anti-transphobic and anti-semitic and anti and all the other things that they've said that it's complete garbage when you look at hogwarts legacy it's the most inclusive diverse game i've ever seen and they've even, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit because I did speak to Steve, uh, Steve last night about this. In the 1800s in real Britain, or in England as the game is set, um, you would never see a trans person. You know, tr- the trans person is, 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 a, is a recent thing, right? Um, I've got nothing against trans people. Don't start, you know, and me, right? But in, the, in that day and age, and, in, in, you know, historically, and in the 1800s, they, these, these, this, it didn't exist. Okay, there might have been, you know, gay relationships and stuff going on in the background and behind the scenes, but it wasn't as open and as it is now, and it wasn't as accepted, and that was just part of the course of the times, right? That's not me being any sort of istphobe or whatever. That was just, you know, look at history; it will tell you that it just wasn't about, right? So when you have the first ever trans character put into the universe in the 1800s, who runs a pub, right? You think that would appease some of the the hate mob online? All that all that did was fuel the fire for for them to be like, well, you're only putting in there as tokenism. No, 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 no. It's just you can't please these people. When you try to please everybody, you please nobody, right? And you, and the more you appeal appeal to these absolute gumption numpties, right? That are that are generally bringing down actual trans issues and problems and they're literally making everybody hate the trans online community because they're misrepresenting them with all this hate crime hate hate speech all this attacking everyone all this going after everybody that likes the game for liking a video game apparently you're this that the other it's completely just destroying like more than just a reputation of a company or trying to destroy a reputation of a the creator jk rowling the Avalanche Studios and all the developers and everyone involved, voice actors involved. Uh, and this also, the voice actor, again, the, the main character's male, the male that you play as, the voice actor behind him, came out and attacked J.K. Rowling because of all his online hate, because he didn't want to get bullied and called this, that, that, the other. And it's just absolutely unprecedented levels of madness. And thankfully, it's been called out for what it is, you know, cult insanity. and Fair play to J.K. Rowling. She is now suing these people for coming after her by calling calling her Nancy and this this that the other with no no proof. Like, like she apparently she's um, she has uh, trans uh, gas chambers 
apparently, according to some <laughs> people on Twitter, uh, just ruining millions of lives of trans people and killing millions of trans people with all with with all this with all this video game stuff. And it's like, no, what's doing that is all the hate you guys are creating by being assholes to everyone, and that is then reciprocated by all the other dickheads online that can't shut up or ignore people and then go after you because you started it. It's just, it's a circle of bullshit. It's a circle of grief, right? It's never ending until one of you shuts up. Once one of you shuts up, people will stop talking about it. If if news outlets and other people who who you know report on tweets that have eight likes telling they're going to kill trans people and then making a big song and dance about it, that gets picked up by other news outlets, spreading more hate, more misogyny, more bullshit, more crap. That's only going to end when somebody stops doing it. You know, when they all stop doing it, 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 will, it will fade away. You know, once you start ignoring and seeing common sense rather than reacting to all these crazy people, then maybe, you know, it will start becoming a place where you can have an opinion and you can have a discussion about it rather than having opinion and then everything is wrong or right and where then it becomes a massive debate. If you have something horrible to say, then that just shows that you're not a nice person, right? If 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 you have something constructive to say, that shows that you're a thoughtful person. But you can't be constructive in this day and age because if you try and criticize someone in a way that doesn't align with everyone else's morals, then you get this massive wave of uh, jumping on the bandwagon, hysteria, madness, crazy talk that people start throwing around uh, accusations because they're jealous. The majority of it is jealousy because somebody's successful. That whenever anyone's famous, the first person that usually hates them is someone that's jealous of them, or an ex-friend, or an ex-employee, or someone that has a, a grievance, and then they turn that grievance into something completely different to what it's supposed to be by jumping on whatever bandwagon of hate is at the time. And in this day and age, in the age of entitlement, the biggest thing to be is is to be a trans hater and then everyone and then then you jump on that bandwagon and you just attack everybody behind a the message so to speak of wall of you think is impurity because you they think that they can get away with it by by pretending to be an actual trans person uh, but they're actually not and they're just a nasty person parading around making everyone else seem bad and then there's no repercussions for it so now there's repercussions for it and now they're all like freaking out and trying to attack everyone and every anyone and everybody because the people they've attacked are now banding together and be like, right, you're done. <laughs> you know, which what should be happening in the first place. None of this should be. We shouldn't be here. Like none of this, none of this nonsense should be happening. This should have been nips in the bud at in in at the start, rather than being entertained and then being advocated through video game format um, against Hogwarts Legacy and J.K. Rowling. And it's now also spread to um, atomic heart uh, as well which is just it's the lunacy just carries on and but i'm i'm glad that it has reached the levels of sort of exposure it has because there is now a lot of pushback against it there's a lot of you know groups that are now supporting those that have been attacked been hurt um there's been so many streamers and youtube creators that have, that have quit but covering this game a game they've wanted for years and quit because of all the stupidity that's, that's been happening. And the only way that's going to stop is people who are now banding together with J.K. Rowling, who, you know, has said some questionable things, not going to lie, but 
it hasn't been at the level that is these crazy people are making out to be and they're seeing problems where there are none it's like crazy people imagine things in their head to believe it's real that's exactly what's happening on twitter and beyond like tiktok and instagram and all the other messages that get sent out the fake rubbish and you know some of it's even buried by you know well-meaning people i can't think of names off the top of my head but there's been a, quite a few big names that have come out and tried to cancel jk rowling and they've had to apologize uh or get sued for everything they own by because jk rowling has called them out on twitter and there's a whole there's a whole post about it you can read it look if you google it you can you can see uh, jk rowling basically versus twitter and it will list all the people she's had made apologize to her because of all this nonsense and that detracts from the game that we're talking about and that detracts from the amazing game that this this everyone needs to play and i think that level of nonsense has propelled this game to heights of exposure i don't think anyone could ever pay for i think it's you have to be living under a rock to not know about hogwarts legacy and the drama surrounding it and the fake drama you know to be honest it is all fake it is all made up of complete garbage and thankfully Hogwarts Legacy has come out on top and is I don't know why I've spoken so long about this but it's it's been a journey a roller coaster of emotions so to speak of anger for me reading all this stuff online so then the euphoria playing a game that's blown me away that I'd never thought would be this good if you had said to me a couple of years ago yeah you know that Harry Potter game that's coming out in 2023 that's going to be the best one of the best games you've ever played i would have laughed in your face i'd be like harry potter yeah all right mate whatever if he's played the other games they're crap you know the, the, yeah because they're, they're not brilliant games the other harry potter games i think the only harry potter games that are really good were the lego ones i think i think they're the only ones that sort of hold up as as good video games the the ones before it like harry the, the first like uh gamecube harry potter games were really bad um but for, you know they weren't bad for the time but looking back on it now they're quite bad <laughs> um so you go for, when you look at the history of hogwarts of harry potter games and then you get hogwarts legacy out of nowhere it's this is just a game you have to own um it's 50 quid on cd keys uh it's 50 quid on steam it's 65 pound on the playstation 5 xbox one it is coming to switch and that itself is a technical marvel. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go on Switch, but it's coming to Switch. I, thought, I think Nintendo are going to have an, a, a massive hit on their hands as well with that. When that tra- I think it's coming out in a month or two, and I, I might get the wiggle in a minute because I'm talking too long about, <laughs> about this game. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's i uh, I'll shut up. It's great. Bye. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to shut up now. Mic drop. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I take a deep breath after that, just for you. <laughs> We're like, just to help. <laughs> my my lungs are big. <laughs> it's hard to sort of. It's hard to actually uh, import anything on that. I think you like. I feel like you have covered quite. Um, you know, quite a Whoops. lot of, for, for detail. No. <laughs> well, no, I mean me personally because I've not got a lot of time in it. So you've helped under you know understand the game or make it easier to understand, you know, for someone who's just starting out. Let's cut out 40 minutes of my political rambling. (laughs) (laughs) Just cut that out. We don't need to hear that. We'll cut that out. I'll make it into the, um, the, the uncut version. The uncut version, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I will say just, 
just to kind of round up that bit, because obviously there have been a lot of people affected by yeah. all this rigmarole. Um, for, the, for, those, for those people who have been streaming it, who've been attacked and, and uh, you know, wondering how to deal with it, um, Osman Gold did a very, very good uh, YouTube video, I think either yesterday or today, on how he deals with harassment. Worth checking out. Yeah, I watched because, that. Because, yeah. It's 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 it is excellent advice. Yeah, just remember these these people. You don't know them. You don't care about them. It's I know it's always easy said than done, but ignore them, block them. But yeah, um, yeah, go watch that. What I on, said uh, on Osmond Gold. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What what you said in one sentence? Yeah. I've, I've I've been validated. There you go. I've been validated by one of the most popular influencers on the on. The <laughs> But yeah, it is. It's a it's a it's a very good video, and yeah, especially for those that have been harassed, it's worth watching. Yeah, I need a drink after that. <laughs> right. Um. So, do you want to? Uh, did you want to add anything? Because, like, you spoke about it last week, Bacon. So, uh, is there anything that you may have missed out last week, or do you think like Freddie has <laughs> actually summed up? What I, I think a, I, I think a 3D summed it up, and B I'm yeah. trying to remember what the hell I said last week. Um, yeah, I mean it's I I do absolutely love the game. Um, the more that I play it, the more I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the thing for me again that th- this kind of makes sense now because I um, when I first did the whole sorting hat thing, it tried to put me into Slytherin, and I was like, nah. But I didn't want to go Gryffindor either because I figured like. You know that's what norm like everybody would be wanting to be Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah. So I went, I went Ravenclaw. Uh, yeah. But that now makes a lot of sense as, as to why the quests seem like they've slowed down a bit. Uh, which is fine. I've still got a few active ones. It was just I've got one where I've got to go and basically smack some goblins over the head um, to recover something for someone. Uh, and I was, it's a little bit away, and I was trying to wait until I got. A, room so i could fly there but i don't know how long it's going to be to like get one uh it's level 15 around about then you'll get a broom oh in that case i'm not too far off i think i am that's when i got Uh, the broom quest yeah you can get the broom quest at level five i think i'm 13 or 14 but i didn't get the broom quest until i was level 15 by the time i unlocked it so okay that's good but yeah i mean there's a few uh there's one there's one particular puzzle and I'm refuse. I'm refusing to look up how to do it because I'm like it's not going to freaking beat me. But there's one particular puzzle where you basically got um, to get through a door. You have to solve these these kind of like they're, they're basically number puzzles. Oh, so, I've done them. Yeah, yeah. So you've right. So this is, I don't think, don't think this is spoilers. Now I don't want to know how to do it. But am I right in thinking that everything around the outside has to add up to what's in the middle for each one? Yeah, everything around the door frame is a, is a number. Yeah, see, this is why that's what I figured. And you, you've obviously you've got two puzzles on each door, haven't you? Yeah, there should have been a something you picked up that deciphers what it is. Right, that's all right. That makes sense then, because I I've been trying for about an hour and a half to get through these different doors, trying yeah. to come up with what the numbers are. Looking, looking, and I don't have anything. Look at okay, there's there's. So I've probably missed it. That's that's fine as long as I know yeah, that I've missed it. There's a note uh, around. I can't remember where I picked it up. But there's a note near. I think it's near one of the first doors I saw. Um, you pick it up and it has a deci- It has a cipher on it. Ah, uh, okay. Tells you what they all mean. 
That's right. And, I, just, um, I figured it was number, but I was just like, I just thought I yeah, didn't so have, I have a cipher. So I was just thinking, ah, oh, well, so I took a pi- there's 10 I symbols, took, one or 10. I took a picture of it because I didn't want to have to keep going into inventory to look it up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of them are like, what? That's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, I would say this, don't open them early game. Wait until later because the rewards from these rooms that you open scale with your level and some of them have some really really good oh cool gear oh, that's, that's good to know so the, if you the i was just doing it because them, i just watched i just happened yeah. to walk past one i was like oh the, what's this the earlier you open them because they don't regenerate so you're kind of missing out on potential really good ah, gear okay. later on in so, that case i'll wait until I'll, i'm like end game <laughs> yeah, <laughs> near, near, near end game if you, i think i think uh i don't think gear dries up but there's a there's if you want some powerful gear the majority of the time they're in these lock rooms and the majority of the time they're legendary gear. So okay. I, the the gear system is a bit weird. But I think the gear system. I don't think we haven't touched on this. But the gear system is a little bit wonky um, in terms of uh, power scaling because that the you'll see that when you pick up certain items, it will have slots on it, like slots one, two, three, or yeah, upgrade the, slots depending on the rarity. Yeah, these slots don't really factor in until eighteen plus uh, until you start getting stuff like gear with slots already filled. Um, this plays into much later on in the game. I haven't unlocked it yet. I don't know when you unlock it, um, but you, you basically, like like World of Warcraft, it's like gem slots, where you fix it with yeah. certain types of gem that give you bonuses depending on what Yeah, so, same as like Destiny 2, where you, you, yeah. you put on like, yeah, you do MMs and stuff, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's just a bit bizarre, because I've, I've had like some rare and legendary stuff. But the the bon- bonuses that I get aren't as good as some of like the more common stuff that I've got, which I find really bizarre. Yeah, greens, it, it means nothing. Like, early level, it means nothing. Yeah, and that's what I figured. It's just like it's a stats game. So you've got greens that are better than the legendary you got on. Put the greens on, um, because the stat system is very basic. It's just attack and defense and health. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all I've been looking at. I was like, right, am I going to get a bonus from this? Yep, I'll put it on. There's the only other affixes matter is later on. Um, yeah, and that comes under what build you're building, and there and there are builds in this game. There are very complex builds uh, that utilize potions or plants or magic or all three, or you can focus in one or the other. Um, I actually think I am actually using a plant build right now, and <laughs> mainly because it needs patching. <laughs> it's a little bit broken, tiny bit broken, um, and you can literally throw plants at people and watch them have their faces eaten, which makes me laugh. Um, but there, there's so much to this game that we haven't even touched on, you know, and yeah, just you just need to play it. Like, just go yeah. buy it, play it, explore it, you know, and then come back to me and tell me what you you think of it. Um, and, yeah. and, and enjoy the transmog system as well, because I, I do like that. I do like the yeah. fact that I don't have to visually have you know, knowing game what, purchases. What I've got on. Yeah, and knowing game purchases for All a purchases. Warner Brothers title. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's actually... God damn it's actually a extremely. It's probably the, I think it's the first ever Warner Brothers game that hasn't been hit with the yeah. Battle I, I was skeptical when when they said there wasn't going to be any. I was like, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. It's going to be. I thought, yeah, I thought, I, I said the same thing. That's complete. Just got. I even said it before it came out. I said there's going to be a store in it. It's 100. It's 100 screams in game store. You know, currency two, three, four types of currency. Nope, pleasantly surprised. All in game. Um, yeah, you can buy DLC. Um, that gives you Dark Arts pack, which is the only sort of paid. I got that with a deluxe thing. edition. You see, so that's, and, that's part of the reason that I pre-ordered. And <laughs> I, I very rarely say 
buy DLC like that, like cosmetic DLC, but these guys deserve it. I actually I actually would recommend everybody buy that um and support these devs because they deserve it. Like it's it's a phenomenal achievement. And I do yeah. rock the uh, I I do rock the dark arts gear. It's awesome everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except the mask. I don't have the mask on. Just in case I scare people in Hogwarts. Or myself when I turn around. There was a there was a really funny oh I can't mention it because it's kind of spoilery. Have you have uh, you heard as well that the um that modders have already created an early multiplayer? Really? Yeah, yeah. Four days after its launch, they actually have the ability to have multiple people in the in the universe. You can't do a lot at the moment because they are, they are still they are still working oh, on now it. Now I want a PC version. Um, but yeah, they the modders have already started and they've already managed to get. You know, I think the demo the 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 kind of like the demo thing that I saw I think had about eight people in it. Then for that to happen, they must already have some co-op coding already in the game. There's no way they can just create that from scratch. Uh, I, I honestly don't. Well, I think they used. I, I'm tr- I can't actually. I'm going to have to Google it because I can't remember what the um, what the name of the modding team is. Yeah, they've called it Hogwarp. Hogwarp. Oh, that's a brilliant name. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the. Um, oh, my God. So three days ago, this was said. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy multiplayer mod Hogwarp is much easier than Skyrim together. So you can hopefully play it in uh, next month. I need to get me a copy of Hogwarts now on the PC so I can play multiplayer, Mr. Steve. <laughs> Who's laughing now, boys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the Skyrim, Skyrim modders. Well, I knew they'd mod it. I knew they'd mod something. I, didn't mm. think I, did, but I didn't expect it to be that quickly. No. I was imagining months down the line they'd have something like that, not four days after release. It, it is in early stages of development, though. It is saying that um, it's still quite buggy and bare, which... Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's four days. It's four days in, I mean, yeah. I wonder if the Avalanche team would adopt that and make it official, like they're given back in or whatever. Uh, yeah, or I, I wouldn't. I would have thought or so. Or they'll bring the hammer down and be like, no, you're not doing that, because we're doing it. I, th- I don't think Avalanche would bring the hammer down. Warner Brothers might. But yeah, Warner Brothers would. Avalanche, Warner I don't Brothers think would. Dicks. Uh, I mean, it may be. I mean, these models are pretty cool. It may be that they'll actually just give, uh, like, they'll, they'll probably open source that code anyway, but they might just give that to uh, to Avalanche and say, look, if, you know, here you go. Do with it what thou wilt. But yeah, that I thought was pretty cool. I think we've covered everything on on, on Hogwarts now, haven't we? Is it, we're going to run out of time so, to do it for this more. week anyway <laughs> we'll run out of time for the news now I think <laughs> moving well, on to the news after two hours of nonsense <laughs> we've talked we've had one spotlight and then and then Hogwarts <laughs> That's, I did say this is the one with the wizard I, I knew I knew I knew <laughs> I never said it wasn't I know, I know I wanted to talk about Diablo 3 Diablo 3 yeah. oh yes Diablo 3 confirms twenty eight uh, season 28 start yeah, time yeah, it's the farewell, it's the farewell um, season. So it's the last season of yeah. Diablo before they move on to before they basically put Diablo three on life support and then move the, all their resources to Diablo four. And they've actually added new content for the first time since um, the last expansion. Uh, whether you can actually uh, there's another tech tree they've added, or you can achieve it by feeding it various items from the game and building additional power for your character 
in the season mode. And in the season mode, they have unlocked all the cosmetics. So everything that was rare or released in prior uh, to celebrations and uh, paid DLC and and like there's it's all up for grabs in game from various treasure goblins. Um, and there's also the loot charts in massively increased. Uh, they've added um, ancient primals and additional primals on top of that. Some other yeah. super rare primal drop, uh, which basically means it's like a super duper legendary. Uh, it's like really like top. It's, like, it's basically what you want to be running is all full full primal gear, um, and that that enables you to run the the highest rifts and get the best gear, the best drops, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's a, basically a send off and a, like a big thank you to everyone that's played the game. Uh, since release um i haven't played diablo 3 properly for about a year and a half the last season i played was season 20 uh like religiously and uh, i actually really would like anyone who has diablo 3 uh, especially on pc to play the game with us um i don't know if you have diablo 3 mr steve i don't know if bacon has diablo 3 the game's cheap as chips you can i do not goodbye for I... a tenner I had Diablo quid. 3, but I think I had it on PS4. I've got it on I've got it on PlayStation. But, I um, actually have it on PlayStation as well. So I've got I've got I've got I've got the PlayStation version. Um which actually console version is better. I will I will say the console version is much better than PC. Just because you can control it. I did they did say they were adding con, uh, controller support to the PC version in this patch. So I will probably play it on PC. But I'll play it on PlayStation if people have it on console. Unfortunately, it isn't cross generation because it's they haven't done that uh, this time no. around. Di- Diablo Four will be fully will be though. Yeah. But Diablo obviously Diablo Three is quite old, and they they didn't want to rework the infrastructure to make it because it basically there's not enough players for them to warrant to do that. Because um, I think it only has monthly about four, five, four or five thousand coherent players uh, at peak times, and when they bring out updates, it goes right up to like fifty, sixty thousand. And then obviously it, it filters off as people like power through the content. So it's exceptionally good. I think it's good of Blizzard to and the Diablo team to do this for the Diablo free players. Um, I will. I would strongly recommend people play the season twenty eight. I don't know when it. Li- I don't know when it launches. I think it's this week coming, or it might be the week after. I know it's a Wednesday soon. Um, does the article say? When it comes out, twenty fourth of Feb. Yes, it does. <laughs> hey, right. So that's next week. Twenty fourth of Feb. Um, that's um, the public test realm is on the twenty fourth of Feb at five pm Pacific time. Um, would so you're getting... already out. that's already out. Yeah, that's already up now. The public test realm is what I've been playing on the PTR. Yeah, so twenty eight. So, yeah, so it has to be out properly on the twenty fourth. Yeah, because uh, they said the PTR was going to be a, a week or two weeks max, and then they then they drop it because there's not many weeks left until Diablo Four comes out, which is the Diablo Four comes out in the yeah. uh, close the close the open beta starts in end of April, but uh, and and you can just sign up for your um, Blizzard account. Yeah, um, uh, I think, Diab- so, I think. Yeah, because Diablo Four is uh, set to uh, come out in June. Uh-huh. So twenty eight. So season twenty eight yeah. may be the last big season bef- uh, for Diablo three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's the last big. It's a big send off. So yeah. then, so then, um, when Diablo four closed beta or open beta opens, um, everyone's just gonna play that. So as soon as that, you can sign up to that through your Blizzard account. Um, we've just got to follow um, Diablo four team on their little app thing. Um, 
and sign up to the subscription newsletter. I think it's the newsletter, Diablo 4 newsletter, and then you get, you'll get a notification in the email if you've been selected to play the closed or open beta of Diablo 4. Completely random. You can sign up to it on the website, but um, it's random if you get it or not. And uh, I, I hopefully I'll get it. Hopefully Mr. Steve gets it and we can play together. I'm really looking at, I, I, like after the abysmal Diablo Immortal, I really, uh, and that's, that's, there's some news about that. We should, we could really dive into. I think we'll do that next week. Cause there's some stuff that really has happened with Diablo Immortal that really does need talking about. But Diablo 4 um, looks all intents and purposes. It could be another sort of surprise like Hogwarts Legacy if they do it correct. Um, I'm expecting Diablo 4 to, fail miserably and be full of microtransactions and time gating and power gating and all sorts. So I've got no hope for Diablo 4, but I'm looking forward um, to playing it. From from what I've seen of other developers play the game, they've had mixed reactions on Diablo 4, um, but obviously they're playing a pre-alpha build. They're not playing anything recent, so um, we'll have to see what happens, and you'll hear it here first on the Bits and Pieces podcast is Diablo 4 is garbage, especially from me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Diablo 3 is definitely worth checking out. Um, if you haven't played the game before and you haven't played a Diablo game before, um, Diablo 3 for me is better than Diablo 2, even better than Diablo 2 Remastered, which I bought and haven't put any hours in whatsoever. I always got to keep going back to Diablo 3. And um, I, I prefer Diablo 3 the way it plays, the way it looks. Uh, the loot system, everything about it is it's a very underrated game because it had such a bad release and then they fixed it with the uh, Reaper of Souls and then they continue to improve upon it even even now. It's had so many patches and updates. Um, it's technically like a live service would. Like it's, been, it's been treated like a live service. It's in that it's just eight, I think it's eight pound, nine I think it's ten pound you can buy it for on CD keys. On PC, it's in, I think it's on sale as well at the moment. I think they're having a sale, a uh, Valentine's Day sale or something on, on the Blizzard app. It's like 67% off. Um, highly recommend. You buy Diablo 3. Again, another recommendation. Um, definitely work, especially if you like um, action loop-based games and fantasy games. You'd be a barbarian, wizard, um, hunter, which is like a bow or gun uh, wielding uh, individual. You could be a, a witch doctor, which is like voodoo magic. Uh, you could be a necromancer, which is like undead skeletons, horde of mass undead. You know, I actually like playing necromancer. Yeah, um, but that's that's the paid DLC that's included with the the one you get now, like the, the 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 version you get now. And then there's a crusader, which a crusader. I, I, I've I've always I've made a crusader, and you think like manning a paladin on World of Warcraft would make me like crusader. I hate crusader. <laughs> Crusader's garbage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a real right. It's a tank basically. It is. You can't you can't be a crusader and solo the game. You have to have somebody with you if you play a crusader because the crusader is really good at support. They're like I think they're known as a support class because they buff. They have so many buffs and they can do so many things with their kit. Um, so they're kind of like monks of support. And oh, I forgot about monk. Monk is you beat everything off your fists. Um, and uh. Crusader, Crusader and Monks are considered support, and then you've got the damage dealers like Barbarian, Wizard, Wizard's great, <laughs> another Wizard game. Uh, definitely be a Vada Kadavering everything in, in the Diablo universe. As a Wizard builds are amazing, especially if you build the Archon, which you did a big massive. Um, this turns into a Diablo free stream. Um, it's, it's this big Archon massive nuke of a build where you just zerg everything. It's 
just play the game. Just buy it, play it, see for yourself. <laughs> season season twenty eight ending on a on a high note. Um, you know, for all intents and purposes, Blizzard the company are flat. They make great I still think they make good games, you know, even despite all the nonsense surrounding them. So definitely play Diablo three and I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start handing out tea bags if someone does something right. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've got face. it. Uh, right, I've got what I needed. Yeah, so because I got it. It came out just recently. <laughs> Sorry, you was, I was talking over you. Yeah, no, I was just I was just saying it to award tea bags to people. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, swiftly moving on from that. Now we've already we've we've covered this quite extensively. But um, this is someone who has acknowledged it. Wild Hearts developers acknowledge that the PC port runs terribly and promise to fix it next week. So this is a new game that's literally <laughs> just come out. And lots of people are already playing this. Red, aren't they? Wild, Wild Hearts is a... Was it Keo uh, Tecmo's new attempt to get it yeah. in on the, the sweet monster hunting action? Um and while it's not perfect, there's a lot of uh, PCG's West Fel- Felon uh, mostly enjoyed um, his time with this game. Um, so that's uh, so this is from player. So that's PCG's is um, PC gamer, by the way. So um, this is the report from West Felon who reported this, and he's been playing it. But and he has just said like there's it's just terrible performance. Again, it's just, we're going back to what we've said before in the past about PC, um, ports pretty much. And this just covers this particular game and it's, um, performance. Um, the price is higher than FP than the FPS that you'll probably be able to, um, put in this game. The development team, Amiga Force, has acknowledged that the PC version is not in a good state and claims it's uh, um, it has identified the problem and it, and fixed uh, is uh, due immediately. But we've said it before, like we we keep saying we say these things. Why are we always saying it? And it is, I think, it's all to do with just it's all to do with money, isn't it? It's all to do with mm. trying to make as much money as they can. They're, they're on a time scale. They don't reach their time scale. So what they do, they release it regardless of, how, of the state it's in. Mm. PC ports have always had a real problem. Console, not a problem. And that, I think that's why I'm saying about with um, Twitch, a lot of Twitch um, streamers playing this recently. I think they're all playing it on the PS5s and all the Xboxes, um, this particular yeah. game. I mean, it looked good, but like, uh, again, it's it's enough. Like as they state here, it is another monster hunter type game. Um, not sure with the fact that I've got Hogwarts now that I would get this, and with um, Atomic, um, what's it? The Atomic uh, thing coming Atomic out. Heart. Atomic, heart. Atomic, <laughs> <laughs> Atomic Heart. Atomic Kitten. Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart on its way out. I don't feel like I'll be getting this game anyway. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Atomic flashlight. Oh God! <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us this week. And uh, <laughs> uh, there's no Beth this week. There's no Beth joke of the week, unfortunately. And see you next week. Okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just think I was just around. I was going to round up the news with this. This um, 
yeah, that, that's getting a fix, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, like you were saying, like, it's no excuse for this anymore. No, it, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole point of what um, of picking up on this news story from from PC Gamer. It's like, yeah, we've just covered it. We covered this already, like at least two or three times on the podcast. I think Bacon's yeah. mentioned it in the past. I think we've all have. Yeah. But um, yeah. saying like, why are we releasing games in the current state that they're in, knowing that the, they're going to have to rely on a on, on a fix? It's like fix the game before because release. they can, because, because they, they get can. away with because it by pushing it. Can because release they, now, yeah. fix later, mentality. Yeah. and and this just damages the game long term. Because yeah, when people when people buy new releases and they have you know most PC gamers like us have a fairly decent rig that can run pretty much most things on the market. So when uh, you have a new brand new game come out and you check the you check the requirements, your requirements are fine. You can literally play the game on high at least 1080p high or ultra settings, easy peasy, right? And let's face it, most of us play in 1080p unless you're lucky enough to have a 4K monitor, then in which case more power to you. But 1080p PC gaming, we should not be having problems like this. But in modern gaming, uh, the, 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 whatever their Q and A team, uh, the quality and assurance team that they have, why are they not just delaying the PC versions a week or two or a month even, and fixing? Because they must know that has problems before they release it. There's no way it could have that extensive amount of frame problems and not know about it. There is no way that that company would not know that that game is f***ed before sending it out to PC. No, but, but it's they, usually down to management, isn't it? Because it management is, say, you have to hit this deadline yeah. or else you're sacked. Yeah, and that's the problem. But, you know, you, when you do that, when you neglect quality for quantity, that's that is irreparable damage you're doing to your product before the product's even got out the gate. Yeah. So that immediately your product is damaged and then that, that word of mouth reviews early copies go around everyone and then they're like this game shit performance doesn't work games runs like ass i can't play the game properly i can't it's an action game first and foremost frame rate is essential in anything to do with combat so like when you've got fast-paced combat who were you building stuff climbing up contraptions you know by firing building stuff to fire at the monsters to hold them down and jump and then you leeway across it to attack the monsters that we've seen in the trailers for wild hearts which did look incredible and the other thing i will point out that's very very naughty of xbox is that they advertise this as an xbox uh game pass game yeah i i swear down it was advertised as game pass the very early trailers for this game were coming to game pass and again it's mysteriously just disappeared game pass has just disappeared from its um yeah. i mean promotional stuff and right. to get this on, I think yeah, at the moment it's sixty quid, seventy um, quid, seventy quid on the game store on the Xbox. Oh, on the Xbox, but yeah, yeah I think it was digi- um, digitally digitally seventy quid. I think yeah. it's cheaper and a little bit cheaper in the shop. Yeah, um, but it's seventy quid for a PC. That's seventy quid on the PC. I might add on the Xbox uh, app. I don't know how much it is on Steam. I think Steam is sixty pound. I think Steam's a little bit cheaper. Yeah, that's what I was saying about sixty pound mark. So, um, so CD keys might be a little bit cheaper. But again, this game's going to be no one's going to touch it now because they're going to be like, well, it doesn't run properly. So they'll be waiting months down the line to wait for it to discount to buy it once they've once it's been fixed, and then nobody's playing the game. 
I, I, I mean, that nobody's, nobody's touching it because it's no. already buggered up straight out the gate. Uh, personally, as a PC gamer, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to touch that. I can if confirm, it, I can confirm, looking at um, Steam as, as of now, mostly, it's like a, like, not often you see this, mostly negative um, feedback. And this will be down to the fact that it's just piss poor. Yeah, it just completely killed the game. The gamer had so much potential to be a Monster Hunter Fortnite um, unique sort of niche market that something has not been done before is buggered straight out the gate <clears throat> because of lazy development. We've, we've mentioned, I know, we, 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 may, we, may, we may have mentioned this game um, tonight. I'm not sure if we have, but let's just <laughs> say it anyway. But if you consider the fact that um, Hogwarts came out at on its minimum pricing on Steam was fifty quid. This is yeah. sixty. This is a sixty pound. Wild Hearts is sixty pound. And the, I can, I, as a PC player of of that, oh, Hogwarts, because I, I, I haven't. Although I bought it on CD Keys, which is a little bit cheaper. Um, you know, a bit of consumer advice there. Um. Yeah, if you want to consume advice, then take this for a bit of advice. Yeah, the, so the the pricing for the Hogwarts was forty nine ninety nine, just for the basic uh, version, and the, the deluxe version was a little bit cheaper on CD keys for the same same price, right? But this is sixty quid. Wild Hearts is sixty quid, and it's broken. It's got a massive like thumbs down by pretty much anyone who's bought it. Yeah. And they come out in the two days. It's, it's like, what, four days apart? Yeah. Four days apart. And this is supposed to be like, both of them pretty much AAA games. And so it just goes to show how different studios approach their um, games on how they want to release a game on, and whether the one of them's happier than with the... Like, they were happy to release that. Wild Heart said, um, "Electronic Arts publisher, uh, Kyoto oh, Temco Games Co. Uh, is the developer of Wild Hearts. They were happy to release that. They said, no, we'll, we'll release it. We're fine with that. I don't mind that. Um, we're, we're quite happy with that. I don't think the developer has a good reputation for video games anyway. No, no, no. I mean, it doesn't. But then you got... Uh, but it's backed uh, by EA. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a double edge, just a double whammy of. But like you, know, you, like you rightly pointed out, um, Hogwarts is published by Warner Brothers, and they've had a bad reputation in the past. Yeah. Released what we've already described as been, I would say, pretty much near perfect, if not perfect, game. Yeah, and it has had that criticism of PC porting, but it's still as bad. It's still playable. No, but it's still playable. It's just not, it's just not ideal. And you look, you compare that to Wild Hearts, which is completely f***ed, and they're like, and, and they're like, they're like, oh, we we're aware of it, and we'll we'll get a fix out as soon as possible. Well, you've already killed your game, pal. So, uh, good luck. Um, and that's the problem. Most games do not recover. No, I mean uh, the the exception that proves the rule is No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. And that was years and years and years of grinding yeah. and getting the the trust back and the player and giving everything away for free 
like every single massive update has been free. Yeah, yeah, in they didn't game. charge a thing after that. They haven't charged a thing for it, and all that, and that increased their sales because they they could have easily charged for those expansions easily. Yeah, and every yeah. time they worked on it, it improved the game. You know, that is a very rare occasion that, and, and Cyberpunk also fits into that bill a little bit as well because they have pulled the game back from the brink. Um, they have. Um, I still would say, obviously, they haven't had the same amount of time. No. Um, no they've still on, got a long way it. to go to fix that game. And, but yeah, um, it's, they're, they're doing a good there, job. But... Yeah. The, the expansion for Cyberpunk comes out this year, and I think it's got another year's worth of development, maybe two, and then they'll probably drop it. Um, so they because they're going to be moving on to the Witcher Four and other projects that they're doing. Um, but I think aren't they? They're charging for the expansion, though, aren't they? Twenty quid. Yeah, you see, twenty-three pound. And to me, I don't think I don't think that's value for money. I think that's a bit of. A... I mean, I guess the difference is that No Man's Sky is a live service game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I can't imagine having having literally bought Cyberpunk, played it for an hour, and then gone. Yeah, I'm going to wait. Yeah, I still haven't I've, gone back to it. I've stopped playing it after twelve hours. Um, you know, I just it, the game is just it's it's not like Hogwarts where it's you know immersive and and amazing. This game it's borderline tedious to get from quest to quest and. That area it is a lot better than it was, and mods make it a lot more enjoyable. But yeah, this kind of diversion from the, the what we're talking about. The Wild Hearts has, has no um, no reason to be this bad, and no. the fact that it was hyped up on Game Pass, and I really hate Xbox for this hyping up games. Like that, they, they really have to stop doing it. They keep putting games on Game Pass that ain't on Game Pass, uh, and it come out, and you're like, oh, I was thinking oh, I might play that with my mates. So Game Pass. We'll give that a go. It looks really fun. And then they get eight releases, not on Game Pass, and then dog shit on release. PC <clears> version, complete crap. And the game is nowhere near as good as it should have been. And it's like, well, what have these guys been doing? It's like four years in, de- like four years in development, this game. Hogwarts, four years in development. It doesn't make sense. Like, it's just, it's, and they're charging more than Hogwarts. It's, it's like, what are you smoking? Like, you can't release a game like this. And again, they must have known it was broken before they released it. Must have. There's no way they did not know it was in that state when they released that game. Thing is, how do you stop this crap from happening? Though, I mean, the the oh. obvious the obvious thing would be to say, well, okay, you release a game, you know, and it looks, you know, and that there's no way you can argue you didn't know there were bugs. Then what? Sue the studio. You know, hit them with a fine. I mean, what's the? Like I said, it, we, we've we've got the issue because way back when you couldn't do that because games yeah. came out on disc. There's there's no what there is is a real lack of legislation yeah. and rules for these companies. There's no there's no repercussions for their actions. This bit we release it now, fix it later mentality is what's ruining gaming. You know, th- this whole yeah. just, just because they can patch it later. Doesn't mean they should patch it later. Every every game should be aiming to release at the best possible quality they can. And if they can't do it in the timeframes they are given, then they should adjust the timeframes. People, gamers will wait for quality games. 
All right, yep. they will. They gamers will wait for a product they can play and enjoy from the get go, rather than having a half baked game at release. Can't play it. Can't enjoy it. Get completely fucked off of it. Forget about it. Don't go back to it because there's so many other games that are coming out in an, such an oversaturated market. And then the game goes, oh, oh remember me? I, I, I didn't work at the start. Now I'm fixed. And everyone was like, that's nice. I'm playing something else now. You know, the, 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 there is only a small window of opportunity to capture a, a, a fan base, you know, and get hyped for your game and get yeah, first impressions matter. It, 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 yeah, it does. Unfortunately, it does. It is very important, especially from a hyped big release. Now, Wild Hearts isn't a AAA game. No, it's not. But the way Xbox promoted it and other sites promoted it, they promoted it like a AAA game. So when it comes out and it doesn't meet that minimum criteria of a functioning game, because <laughs> yeah, that's the minimum criteria now. It's the world we live in. It has to be functional. You know, it doesn't have to be complete or ready to go. It has to be functional so they can so you can fix it later. This they get what they get what they they reap what they sow. You know, I I couldn't care less about Wild Hearts. Wild Farts, you know, it just stinks. It's just it's just not acceptable. Yeah, the, you can't do this in this day and age. But there's so much competition for money, for attention, for video game um, enjoyment. And there's so much more in video games to be had. And much Look at that £60 price point and look at all the games that you spoke about earlier, Mr. Steve, that people could buy. And get so much more enjoyment out. You get them all for less than that. Yeah, you get all those games we talked about earlier for sixty for less than sixty quid, or you could buy Hogwarts Legacy, which is one of the better games there ever. Um, And it just doesn't make sense. It's absolutely lunacy that um, Temco are like, oh yeah, look at our game. Uh, uh, It's two frames per second. That's amazing. Uh, Go away. Uh, you know, just just go away, go away with your crap game and your shitty release game. Just, just no, no, no. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> you are the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you know, just just get out of here. No one cares. Wild tarts. But yeah, the anyway, vis- the visuals look really good. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, again, it does. this is one of those where it's it looks amazing. And it's actually, you could say it's a fake trailer compared to what you get. Yeah, 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 100%. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> never, never always. But I I would never have got Hogwarts if it weren't for the trailer, to be fair. Like, I, I went on the trailer. So, you know, you, you do you do have to, you do need those. Those trailers are important to sell what you need. You, you, you do buy into those. You, you. I think uh, bacon. You especially. I would say. I'll come back to what you were saying about pre-ordering. It does. It is. It's a dangerous time to pre-order, isn't it? Um, it's, it is. It's dangerous to pre-order. Like you, you, you took that. You took a gamble. And I know. I think Freddie I, said he yeah. got it as a couple of days before release. He pre-ordered, but um, yeah, I, 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 and that's what I did. Yeah, I'm very dubious about pre-ordering. I've always said. Well, I think we've all said it. Just be careful of pre-ordering, just because of the you never know. Like you, you might fall into that um, cyberpunk thing. I know we've covered it already tonight, but um, yeah, sort of going back to it a little bit, sort of going over old ground. But it's um, it's a shame that you have to look at the because pro- I looked at the I looked at the Wild Hearts and trailer the same as I looked at the Hogwarts trailer, and 
if it weren't for you guys saying about Hogwarts, probably wouldn't have got it. I did jump on the bandwagon a little bit. I think partly it's bandwagon and partly it was trailer. That's what sold it because I've got no interest enough. I know I've said it already, you know. Um, but I've got no interest in, in Harry Yeah, you're not Potter. invested in, in the universe in any no, no, no. form. So, no, so, you know. so it does make a difference. So when you do I see it... Think... Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, carry on. Um, when you do see, when you do see a, a trailer that shows um, all of its warts and all, and you think, yeah, great, that looks good, I'm going to definitely get that. Maybe I won't pre-order it, but I'll get it on release, and then when it does come out, you see all the big streamers doing it and you're thinking, right, it must be a good game. You start reading into it and you're realising, actually, it's a pile of crap on release, or at least on PC. Um, not necessarily to say that on um, console, but yeah, disappointing. disappointing yeah, I, mean, I think I think with, with pre-ordering, for me anyway, the, the general rule of thumb is that it, pre-ordering is the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Because as and, and you know, a lot of us, you know, myself included, got burnt with with cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, but the, and the whole point of of that kind of of learning from that experience was that by pre-ordering, you are essentially well. I mean, you are you are giving a company money before you've even got a product. Yeah. So they've already been paid before you've even seen what they've shipped. So. They kind of if if you didn't pre-order, they have to rely on on day one plus sales. Yeah. So they have to, you know. So usually at that point, if they look at something and they think, "crap," if we release this in this state, we're never going to get, you know, people are going to buy and refund it straight away. Then they are more likely, you would hope, to delay it and make a better job. And yes, I know Cyberpunk had already been delayed. Gamers will quite happily, as as Freedy said, gamers will quite happily wait for a good product. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would rather wait an extra year for a really good game and it come out polished than have it a year early and it'd be crap. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get this mentality of like um why publishers think it's okay to release something. Game I think gamers are happy for a delayed game. Yeah. Um, I, generally, I, generally. I, and generally speaking, I think there, there, there's, there's, you, you do, you do hear one or two say, "Oh, no, you haven't released a game yet." Well, you just like, I'm happy for a delay. If if a game's been delayed, it's because they know there's a problem. Generally yeah, I mean, speaking, yeah. Most most people are like, they, yes, they they want the game there and then. They want to play it. They want that instant gratification. You know, we are quite often impatient. But at the same time, you ask that same game. You tell you ask that same gamer, okay, you can have it now, but it'll be crap, or you can wait, you know, X number of months, and it'll be good. Yeah. I happily say ninety nine percent would say they'd rather wait. Yep, one hundred percent. Hmm. Right. Well, I think that's a, a good point to end on. Um, uh, I've still got two things to speak about. What have you got to speak about? Yeah, no, I mean, right. that, that I'll keep them quick. All oh, right, I'll go. <laughs> say, what? I mean, I know we are past midnight now. No. Uh, no, I was just, just a couple of things. I've got one piece of VR news and one game, future game coming this year that I'd just like to mention. Um, 
so the VR news, it has been, well, from my side anyway, reasonably quiet. But uh, the company uh, Big Screen, who are responsible for pretty much the best VR software for viewing movies. So with Big Screen, you can jump into the application and you can go to a virtual movie. You can sit, watch movies in like a virtual theater with your friends, throw popcorn at each other, all of that stuff. Um, they kind of got shafted when um, when Meta took over o- Oculus completely because uh, they, they'd invested everything into the Oculus platform and now it's, I mean, you know, Meta are doing their thing and change they've changed the os and everything else so big uh big screen i think they uh, kind of got shafted with that but what they've done which most people didn't see coming is they've gone into the hardware space and i think it's available for pre-order but i'm not entirely sure uh but they're releasing big screen beyond which is a one thousand dollar headset now it's pricey. It's very pricey, but it is very customized. Uh, so basically the resolution is what they class as 5K, which isn't exactly 5K. It's 2560 by 2560 pixels per eye. But it only this headset is the, probably the closest thing we've seen to a Ready Player One style headset. In that it literally weighs like 200 grams. It's small. It's light. This thing is ridiculous. Um, apparently the, the visuals are absolutely excellent and it's due for, I think the first customers are getting theirs Q3 of this year, uh, in the States and then other countries are going to roll out in the following waves. Uh, but yeah, this, this, the, so the, what's makes, what makes this different to others and why it's got a longer release cycle or build cycle is because basically when you order it from them, you get a link from big screen and there's, um, an iPhone application, and I believe probably an Android one as well, but certainly on the iPhone, you go through a stage where you take a shot of your face from the front, and then it does a 3D scan basically of your head and face. And then each order is customized to exactly your um, your IPD and your face shape and everything else, which is something that hasn't been done before. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's a literal, this is yours. Um, and that's part of the reason why the price is higher as well. Having said that, I can see that resale might be an issue because obviously if it's customized to you, then somebody else is not, unless they have your, you know, exactly the same face as you. Basically, unless they are your identical twin, you're pretty much, you know, it's not going to be perfect, certainly from a lens point of view. But what I do understand is that if you then sell it, somebody else can just order lenses, spec to them. And then switch them out. Um, you may still have a bit of an issue with the f- how snugly it fits on the face, because, like I said, it is scanned for your face. Um, it, you also need to have base stations, which is a no-no for me. I don't run with base stations because I've got nowhere to put them. And if I did, I've got a cat that would destroy them quite happily. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's the, that's the slight downside of it. There's also currently no audio on it so you have to put in your own audio solution although they are looking at adding audio accessories later down the line but i don't think it's going to be included for default by default sorry on on release um so yeah and yeah so obviously because of that it is 
purely a PC VR headset. Um, it is cabled. Uh, apparently, you will need a an RTX 2070 or a 5700 XT or newer with a DisplayPort 1.4 and DSC required. And you'll need either a quad-core Intel or AMD CPU. Uh, but it does look kind of cool. Um, I like the small... I mean, if you, you look at the... Uh, if you get, just Google it, look at the images. It is so small in terms of its form factor. So much lighter. Um, if they can do this with some good audio, um, you never, I don't see how they're ever, at least not, not for a long time, going to be able to get the headsets this size and wireless because you, you've got to have a battery somewhere if, you go, if you're in wireless and those things are heavy. Uh, but for, for plug-in PCVR, and like I say, if you do have, if you've already got base stations, that is. If you, so this is more of like a headset upgrade because if you haven't got the base stations, you're going to need to get them and that's going to probably cost you about 700 quid-ish, give or take, for a couple of base stations. Depending on the market, I still think they're probably around that from uh, from Steam VR. So yeah, so that's that's the VR stuff. So just that one this week. But the game that I want to chat about, which is something that is not my norm, is Pacific Drive. So this game is uh, due out this year. Uh, it's developed and published by Ironwood Studios, and it is billed as a let's see, it is a run-based driving survival adventure. Uh, so according to the Steam page. Uh, you face supernatural dangers on each expedition onto the Olympic exclusion zone. Uh, make a base of operations in an abandoned garage where you'll research new parts, customize your station wagon and chart routes deeper into the zone. As you gather precious resources and investigate what's been left behind in the zone, you learn exactly what it takes to survive in this unpredictable, hostile environment. It's it's a bit of a tricky one to describe in terms of like, visuals for me kind of remind me as a, of a cross between um stranger things and john carpenter's the fog it's all very yeah i've got there's all these weird and wonderful things going on go watch the the official trailer it's excellent um it's it's almost the trailer's almost done in a kind of a, a walkthrough kind of feels a little bit fallouty in that respect as well in terms of how they actually run it through you've got this like training video that you go through and watch but yeah in essence you've got this station wagon um that you can upgrade add parts to it is your kind of survival cell um it does kind of remind me as a as a as a weird machination between um back to the future's delorean and ecto one from ghostbusters uh which i actually like that i think it's really cool uh and yeah the the idea is you, you can go out you can uh, you can harvest parts, uh, car parts and other things that are out there. You can investigate these anomalies, even though the training manual says don't. But you can do that. And then you can, you, but you, you kind of, the idea is obviously to, to drive through, survive, um, keep your car intact. Because you, you will take damage, your tires will take damage, the body will take damage. Weird things will fly out of the air and stick on your car and try to electrocute it. And you've got to knock them off and... It's, I've just, I've not seen a game like this before. Um, it's, yeah, it, it is actually unique, which I'm quite excited about. It is slightly more on the survivally horror-y side than I would normally look at. Mm. This, I can imagine I, I'm going to get jump scared playing this. Because <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm like anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's colourful. It's, it just looks like a really good game. Um, base specs seem to be low enough for 
I think most people to handle it. Yeah. You only need I think 16 gig of RAM, uh, an i5-8600 and a GTX 1060. Uh, no price point as of yet. And like I say, it is released this year, but with no specific date. But yeah, it, yeah, go check out the trailer. It looks really cool. Yeah, the trailer does look good, actually, from what, I, what I've seen of it. Yeah. Yeah. Looks and good. I, I've, I've never, ever seen like a, a racing survival adventure before. No, it's a racing. It's, um, this, it's described as a roguelike as well. It's yeah. like, where does he, you don't get that a racing roguelike. Not, not that I've heard anyway. No, I haven't. No, so no, you know, that that looks good. That does look good, actually. And like you said, yeah, I mean, it does look good. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, no, no, it's nicely picked up, actually. Um, I, I would say I'd add it onto my wish list, but my wish list has run out of space thing. <laughs> I keep yeah. adding things on my wish list. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those I'll wait until it's released before I make judgment on it because the trailer looks really good, but I'm very skeptical of trailers that look really good these days. A lot of the games just look exceptionally fun. Um, I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna put it on my wish list, and I'm gonna wait and see what it's yeah. like when it yeah. comes out. Yeah, same. Uh, it's on my wish list. It, uh, it's not one that I would uh, that I'm I'm obliged to pre-order or anything. Even if you could, can you can you pre-order it? Uh, there's not even an option to pre-order at the moment. Anyway, not at the moment, no. No, I'd probably. This is what I'd wait because it isn't the usual kind of game, and I've got no investment in this style. Yeah, I'd, I'm more than happy to wait and, and see what the reviews are like. And what the price point is as well. Yeah. I mean, if it... Well, you know, even if it's, um, like, crazy sort of... Well, I say crazy expensive, I mean, depending on what that, that even means nowadays. I mean, obviously, if it's 70 quid, there are options, as we know, and as... Uh, uh, you know, Freddie keeps telling us as well. Just to look out for if it's not on um, Game Pass, then you don't see. Oh, I should actually mention yeah. while she's saying on this one, that did make me think. Um, it's available, or it's going to be available on PS5 and PC only. Oh, so it's a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, it's look at well, it's all of yeah. Uh, it's going to be from the PC side. It's going to be out on Steam and the Epic Store. Right. Um, whether it'll come to Xbox later, is I have it, no idea. Is it an Epic game? Epic funding it. Um, because generally speaking, everything Epic have funded has not been great, <laughs> like in terms of games, especially transitioning over to console. At least from bear with I've me, seen. I will have a look. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying that anything usually like I I was really looking forward to the Darkest Dungeon two. Because um, I love the Darkest Dungeon, and I bought, I pre-ordered the Darkest Dungeon too, because and it was only you can only get it on uh, Epic Game Store, and it's garbage. It's it's not even anywhere near as good as the first game. They've made some improvements, but it's not as good, and you and that's a very disappointing. I know it's probably it's not the same sort of game, and it's a completely different development company, and you know it could be just my sort of skepticism coming in here as anything epic touches turns to poop i look at um ghostbusters on the xbox i, I i'm not the only person that has this problem i cannot connect my uh my xbox account account is already connected to my epic games account yet i can't play or use the cross feature with the epic games login because 
Ghostbusters won't log in to the Epic Games account and I can't play with anyone who has it on the PC as it's supposed to be cross-platform and that is an epic problem. So, <laughs> an epic problem. There's an <laughs> epic games problem. So they, they, it's, it's kind of... Um, I'm a bit sceptical of anything that has the Epic Games tag. So to speak. I can't see anything on the site that specifies that it is funded in any way by Epic. Good. Uh, that good doesn't mean it's not. It's just I can't currently see it, anything. It might be a... It's, if it's on Steam, it's not an exclusive to Epic. So No, it says on Steam as well. Yeah, so PS5, that, Steam and yeah, Epic. So I have hope that it'd be decent then. If it was an Epic, Epic Games exclusive, I'd be like, yeah, it's put in a bin. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Just stick it straight in the bin. It's not even really worth <laughs> worth even looking at. You've only got to look at what they did to the Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They completely messed that license up. Even though they've added a Battle Royale. You've seen that? They added a Battle Royale for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's PvP, 40 people. Yeah, I saw that. 40 people enter, one person leaves, and they added uh, a bunch more skins and stuff. It takes forever to unlock. I'm just like the game's just a total grind. Like I love a good grind. <laughs> um, that's what she said. And uh, this this um this game is just personifies boring grinding. You know the, the type of grinding that you just like you've got to trudge through levels for the sake of it. You know there's no real incentive to sort of level up anything other than grinding same stuff over and over again so I've, and that, that's what most epic games are like you know, they're, they're very sort of formulatic form, formulaic you know not really anything in it, it innovative that's it that word um <laughs> and <laughs> i just got it's like they're just lazy like, not all of them are but the majority of epic games exclusives are sort of you know doa yeah so anyway, we'll we'll see. I'm hoping that's good. It looks good. It sounds good. It sounds good too. Too good to be true because it's a unique experience. Again, going for something different. I recommend game developers for um, always doing something different and pushing the boat out. To, and again, to, it's an indie dev as well, so no surprise there that they're trying yeah, something different. It's always an indie dev. Indie devs yeah. are literally leading the way with innovative uh, gameplay for the most part. Hogwarts being the exception of double triple A games in the last. Mm. God knows how many years since we've had a top quality AAA game on release, um, you know, despite the minor things it has. So I'm really hopeful that the uh, whole Hogwarts Legacy has now set the bar and other games will rise to meet it. Another another game I will mention is uh, The Life of P, which is coming out soon and is on Game Pass. And uh, I, I actually can't wait for that. Uh, uh, a, a, a steampunk Bloodborne. Looking forward to that. Sounds interesting. Okay. Um, I think that pretty much rounds up what we have to add. Pretty much bringing it all to a, a bit of a close. So uh, I will just say thank you to you both. Uh, thank you very much to the 3D show. And uh, thank you very much, Bacon. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we can... I don't think... Is there any... <laughs> we, we, we're, we're missing Beth for the joke of the week. We so are, we are. Um, in which case we should thank our sponsor for, for this week Warner Brothers and Avalanche Studios no, <laughs> people about to think that anyway but no I am joking we did not get any sponsoring whatsoever uh, that would be a horrible way to get a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it um, 
Okay, there, here we go then. Not really a joke of a week, more of a pun, but yeah. A book just fell on my head. I only have my shelf to blame. There we go. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> hey. Oh, right. Um, yeah, thank you to um thank you to uh The Last of Us for that, actually. <laughs> um not taking credit for that. That way, at least that way, you can point your finger at someone I wouldn't else. take credit for that either, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm going to just say thank you very much for for everyone listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks to Bacon. Thanks to uh, Freddie. Thanks for everyone being here. And um, I just want to ask, is there anyone streaming between now and next Saturday? Um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I might be. Well, I will be Tuesdays, Thursdays at um, 8.30 p.m. GMT over at uh, w.twitch.tv forward slash free show. And uh, you can find my YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash the free show and check out my new content. I upload two or three videos a week for the most part, or at least five videos a month on average. Uh, check out my content and uh, leave a like, comment and all that good stuff. Um, if you enjoy my stuff, um, I will be returning on Tuesday with more Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and on Thursday, I'm going to be playing um, Tiny Tina Wonderlands uh. with, uh, with with bacon and jelly, um, which is which is actually a very good game. Excellent. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be doing that. And then uh, whatever I do during the week, maybe maybe day stream if I'm lucky. So yeah, um, I'm. So yeah, I will be uh, trying to do what I usually do every week, and that's to grow the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. And Bacon, um, will you be streaming that? Um, will you be able to fit in stream time? Um, um I always say I'm going to try. It doesn't normally work out, but you never know. It tends to be more sporadic well, thing. Yeah. Um, but even so, you. You still do have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Bacon Sarney? I do. I will be there occasionally. Occasionally. Yes. Occasionally is better than none. And we do have a fourth member of our team, but obviously she's not available at the moment, so I'll just drop her um, her mention as well. Twitch.tv forward slash Pizza Beth, who's always on. She's in the land of uh, snow at the moment um, from... From what we make out <laughs> in um she's in blame canada or, or just canada depending on <laughs> if you can blame get canada. that ref uh, depending on if you can get that reference and where <laughs> we're from um yeah um so there is normally four of us uh, but yeah thank you very much to the both of you being here uh it's been a great one i'll be back again uh next week Maybe maybe on a Sunday as well Friday Saturdays and normally Sundays as well twitch.tv four slash funny bits uh boy and you can also find the uh, Funny Bits Boy on, on iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Now Music, Amazon Music, and most pretty much most places where you can find podcasts. So yeah, look out for the Bits and Pieces podcast and look for the Funny Bits Boy, Funny Bits B-O-I. That's my channel on all of those platforms and you'll find the Bits and Pieces podcast. And that's it. That is the end of this episode thanks for watching thanks for being here goodbye everyone bye for now bye 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 bye, bye. 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 bye.